What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dope As Usual podcast. We are here to talk about drugs, problems, life, accomplishments, and everything in between. I know I mixed those words up. I know some of you guys are on it. Yeah, I fucked up, but it's okay. You get the gist. Guys, this is episode 16. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. If you were in the car, please drive safe. We finally, it finally happened. I saw it in the comments. I crashed my car, hit a pole while listening to your podcast. I got that shit in my DMs. Oh, shit. Yeah. Please be fucking safe out there. I, I get it, man. I listen to podcasts. Sometimes I'll be cracking the fuck up, not paying attention. Please pay attention. Please be safe. We don't want somebody to go, hey, the last thing my friend saw or listened was your voice and then he crashed. That's it's not what we want. If you're on the road, please be safe. If you're at home, pay attention. I've had multiple. I'm listening to the podcast. I dropped my bong on my laptop. Like, fuck. You guys need to be careful, man. I get it. It's not our faults directly, but I don't. I... <sighs> Sounds bad. Sounds all bad. Have you seen these comments, Marty? I haven't seen them. I've noticed you be very cautious to the drivers since the very beginning. Always, no, dude. That. There'll be some times I'll be listening to podcasts and miss my fucking exit because I am laughing mm-hmm. or not paying it. It's just conversation, man. It happens. So if you're out there in the car, please be safe before we get into anything. Guys, as I said, this is episode 16. Thank you very much for being here. I'm fucking hyped. I woke up today without a headache for the first time since early February. I am so fucking excited and a little bit relieved because now I can think. I got on live earlier. I was hyped. I was smiling. I don't feel like a fucking piece of shit. Thanks. All right. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Here's the episode. Here's the first episode of the podcast besides the first one. Here's the first episode. I have not had a horrible sinus infection. So here we go, guys. I feel so much better. Let's get right into some topics. The first thing I wrote down today is Bill Gates is getting divorced. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, Marty. Jeff Bezos got divorced. Richest mm-hmm. man in the, in the world. Now Elon Musk took the spot, but Bill Gates is one of the top five richest men in the world getting divorced. Holy shit. If this was an, if this was the eighties and Eddie Murphy was still talk half, half, that's one of my favorite stand up pieces ever. No half. That's, that's how I feel like, yo, you have to give up half your money. Maybe that's why they got so rich last year. Cause they knew they were divorcing their wives. It's logical. It's a little I mean, bit logical. That seems logical on the wife's part. <laughs> I mean, they're rich no matter fucking what, dude. Imagine being married to the richest man on the planet. Fuck off. I, put it this way, guys. For everyone out there that grew up with money right now, if you grew up and you, you had a pantry, first off, you had a pantry, you grew up okay. But if you grew up and you had a pantry and there was like fruit snacks and shit in there and and like more and, and more than just one off, like, yo, we bought a box of fruit snacks eight months ago. Here's two left. No, if you had shit lined up and there was a grocery list, you grew up okay. Marty, did you grow up like that? Somewhat. Yeah, yeah, for yeah? sure. Yeah. Cool. Fuck yeah. See, I, my friend Nick Moore, first time I ever saw that in my life, I was in the ninth grade. I walked in and he's like, the drinks are in there. I go, there's no drinks in here. No, no, the fridge in the garage. I went, what the mm-hmm. fuck? I was always jealous of kids like that. There's a fridge sure. in the yeah. fucking garage. I went in there and it was all... What was that like? Have you ever seen Bolt Fiction, Marty? No, I haven't. <laughs> so when I opened the fridge, just glow, a glow <laughs> hit me like, you have multiple drink in here? Holy shit. Yeah, that's how April's parents' house is. Yo, you want a drink? Go down to the fridge wow. in the basement. You that's, have some options. That's tight. My yeah. grandma, Grace, the uh, super Mexican one, there was a bunch of frozen meats and shit, but in the garage, in the, in the back, um, my grandpa has this big shed because they're all truck drivers, so they work on the truck in this giant... You know, built-in garage. It's like it's like a warehouse. Yeah, it's it's like this, just not brick walls. It's like more metal, but it's nice. And uh, in the fr- in the freezer, there was home run pies. Do you know what home run pies are? No. 
you know, hand pies, the little ones that come in like the little moon pies, little dough. No, no, no. Like, uh, they're like cherry, um, oh, strawberry, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. God. Those are ladies as fuck. <laughs> I'm addicted to those today. And I know they're bad for me, but my grandma had them and they were always in the freezer. So I would like sneak past, get hella fucking goat heads in my feet, trying to run to the fucking garage. Get up. Oh, God. I miss the. F- they're not that good frozen. No, they got the look, the weird like yeah, jelly, like apple good. jelly in the middle, never, right? Never say weird. <laughs> they got I never that, got into that. They stuff. got that delicious ass nectar inside. Of it. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's how. Uh, yo, man, our brains, Marty. We started off with Bill Gates, and now we're talking about being rich. And now uh-huh. we're talking about like, grandma. Anyway, I used to eat home run pies. So if you grew up with a pantry and stuff in there, fuck yeah, my grandma Grace is rich, but they act broke, and I was broke. So I, it was weird. There's a rich man, poor man though, because also when you cash in those food stamps for the first time and you come home and fill that cupboard up, you feel rich as shit. See, my mom always made me go to the car right when we were paying for shit, and then I found out that she was using oh, food stamps. She was like damn, embarrassed that and shit. Is conniving. No, she was embarrassed. She didn't want me to like. No, we were all only using food because my mom always worked, bro. Even though she was a fucking jerk, sometimes she always worked. No matter what, always worked. Even when she's on drugs, she's a, she's like my dad. But yeah, back on the Bill Gates, you rich motherfucker. God, could you imagine waking up and going, no, my kids can make a volcano today. <laughs> they can make a volcano for their class. We have enough money to get cardboard. Like, that's how I, when I made my volcano, I was like, yo, we're not going to buy shit. What am I going to do? I remember thinking, DIY. what do I do? It was DIY, but my yeah. mom's not going to go to the store and buy me shit. I've spent $9 on stuff. Fuck no. She makes $8 an hour. <laughs> Fuck off. Fourth grade ain't that important. Uh, for real, though. So growing up rich must have been sick. So their kids, I saw an article saying both of the kids get 10 mil a piece, which is cool. $10 million. The kids? Because like as as money to just go function. But he's a billionaire 100 times over. Yeah. So it's more like the Jackie Chan thing. You know, the? do you guys know about Jackie Chan? Do you know about Jackie Chan? I know. His Rush family. Hour. His family. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I know Rumble in the Bronx. Um, Jackie Chan, I love you so much, but are you ready? Jackie Chan gives his kid no money at all. Jackie Chan is a millionaire a hundred times over, and he will not give his kids money. They like live on their own, do their own thing. They get no kind of money from him. And then I saw an article that Jackie Chan's son got busted in China trying to sell weed and growing weed at a trap house, which is punishable by death in China. Mm-hmm. And he's not dead. So maybe that's why Jackie yeah. Chan's like, you don't get shit. You embarrassed the <laughs> fuck out of me. Because yeah. dishonored his name and shit. For real, man. Age. Jackie Chan. One of the Oh, I brought this up last night. I saw a preview. Uh I saw a preview for a movie. I went and here's a episode of here's a little segment we used to call What's Good. We need to bring it bring it back more, but this is the opposite. This is called What's Trash, okay? I went to the movies just the other day and I saw one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire existence with good actors. It was just a stupid fucking movie. It was called <sighs> Profile Garbage. It was only webcam and phone footage and train footage. That's it. It's all stock train sound yeah. effects. Yo, great fucking actors. Garbage fucking movie, bro. The whole thing was typing. Facebook. Mm. This. It was webcam between two people. The whole movie. I thought I was going to get more than that. So garbage movie the reason i bring it up because i saw a preview and there's a new action asian star and it's like 
they finally smartened up like Jackie Chan you do all your stunts you're the man Jet Li you're fucking amazing both of you guys aren't attractive we gotta get some good looking Asian dude in here to be a superstar and the guy that got went was in the office no that's that's a male model <laughs> like no this is the superstar the Asian superstar now I see where you're going with this like it was like some male models doing flips mm-hmm. alright I see it but it looked like a badass movie it looked like some uh, the one with Jet Li type shit Okay. Ooh, mm-hmm. I missed that, man. Mm-hmm. Where's the action stars? That whole Asian genre shit? just it died out. I think. I mean, Rush Hour was the last one. Am I right? I mean, I right? Rush Hour was fucking funny. Yeah, it wasn't but I'm even... talking about like Rumble of the Bronx, Jackie Chan fucking people up. Mm-hmm. I need some more of that. I don't know. I don't know why we got here. Oh. I do know that if you were to audit how most celebrities treat their kids, you probably wouldn't be super happy with what you find. <sighs> My goal in life is to get so rich that my kids are spoiled pieces of shit while being good people. Okay. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, oh, dad, can I get this? I need to win the boat. Yeah, you're super nice and you're polite. I got you. Mm. Oh, you? No. No, not you. You're being an asshole. You don't get shit. That's how it is. Like, you get a Range Rover when you're 16. Fuck yeah, I want my kid to be spoiled as fuck and still realize, like, you can't be a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And tough. that's the best thing. It's... It, it's tough, but you have to talk to your kids like adults when they're young mm-hmm. so they understand why and what's going on and explanations and uh, you get it. Don't ever, my explanation to my little brother, do you see that bad guy in the movie? Do you want to be him? No. Then don't do that. Like it's very easy. If this is a movie, you're the bad guy. Do you want to be the bad guy? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's how I think, but I know it's a lot more complicated than that. I obviously don't have any children, but I know I, I get the gist. I raised my fucking little brother and shit, so He's cool. He's monetized. He's monetized. We talked about the last episode, <laughs> yeah. huh? Yeah. We did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got onto that because Bill Gates and Jackie Chan gave himself $10 million. So Bill Gates got divorced. All right. That whole 19 minutes, Bill Gates is divorced. Let's get on to the next topic. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I got some notes today, guys. If you are under fucking 40, you know, and you're about to get uh, super sad, and you know what I'm about to bring up. I didn't know his name because I'm not that guy. Charles Gordon. Dude, the dad from Beethoven died. <sighs> Damn. Beethoven's such a good series, man. It was so good, dude. It truly was. Bu- Wasn't Chris Penn in Beethoven? Man, these obscure actors are not. Chris Penn. No, no Chris Penn, you know, Sean Penn's brother. Yeah. Chris Penn. Can oh. you look up Chris Penn dog movie real quick with the magic of the internet? Chris Penn dog movie. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Reservoir Dogs, of course. Oh, yeah, Beethoven 2. I was right. Yeah, I was right. Beethoven 2. What? I fed it yesterday. Dog got to eat every day. Uh, yeah. And as he eats a sandwich, I remember thinking, isn't that the, isn't that the motherfucker from Reservoir Dogs that my mom watches? Oh. Stop pointing that gun at my dad. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that ending, dude. Oh. Oh, God, dude. Man, the Beethoven's family was the whitest family of all of time. Of all time. But that dog is baller. I love that dog so much. Yo, what happened to the dog movies? Beethoven, there's Lassie, there's Cujo, there's Homeward what else? Bound. Homeward Bound. Sandlot. Sa- yeah, but predominantly dog. Sandlot was more of like the beast. Yeah, and then you yeah, find yeah. out at the end. Yeah. Quick little story. Guys, real fast. I, You guys know I love the Sandlot to the max. I quote it. If you watch my story times, I put clips in it all the time and reference everything. I was at 
this convention downtown. Well, a speaking convention like this cannabis shit. And uh, wait, what time is it? 13 minutes in? So we're taking Ryan Sickler's advice. 10 guy nice time. Just, just... Yeah, 10 guy minute nice time. Apparently YouTube likes to watch the first 10 minutes to make sure you're not talking about dicks or whatever thing else. <laughs> and I'm going to try to do the nice guy clock. So shout out to Ryan Sickler. I'm going to light up a joint now. It's been 14 minutes. And now let's start talking about some shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just pictured some some dude at YouTube in a cubicle and it's like, are they talking about dicks? Talking about dick? <laughs> dick free, 10 minutes in, monetization. Um, can't we just get a fan at YouTube? Just like likes our shit, please? There's got to be There's some. Gotta cool be, dude at There's got to be. There's got to be. Oh, my God. Oh, here it goes. What the fuck were we talking about? Bring up the question now. Bring up the fan question. Every time I say, what the fuck are we talking about, guys? I bring up a fan question, okay? Marty, can you please read the fan question off? Who is it from today? We got Zachary Hill from Patreon. Zachary Hill. Uh, I, I met up with Zachary Hill. Remember I told you the, the white dude from yeah. Oregon? That's Zachary Hill. White dude from Oregon. Um, he, we couldn't show his face. I went and met up with him, gave him some stuff. He's... He's ordered push trees since we started writing orders. Mm, oh, yeah, do writing that. orders in books. Yeah. Zachary Hill, what's up? Nice. All right, what's his question? He says, What got you to decide that LA was going to be where you want to live? And why, from a business standpoint, for push trees? Much love and support as always. All right, this would be a quick answer. Why did I decide to go to LA or what part of LA? I'm from Merced, obviously. It's 80,000 people, it's not a very big town. The biggest building we have is Hotel Tioga. It's like three stories, four stories tall, probably. That's the biggest the biggest building in the town, right? So when me and Rosie decided to move to L.A., I said, what's the busiest part of L.A.? We thought, probably downtown. I Where? Probably by the convention center, the stable center. And we said, let's move across the street, and we'll try it for a year. And if it's too busy, too congested, and I don't like the people... We'll move because then I'll know this is the busiest place in California. If I can handle it, everywhere else is fine. Two days in, I'm like, oh, this is fine. I don't give a fuck. I don't, nobody's bugging me. And if they do, I'll just tell them to get away from me. It was perfectly fine. Traffic sucks, dick. And it's when Donald Trump was getting elected president and they were doing the anti Trump rallies and the pro Trump rallies. And the meetup spot was my parking lot, <laughs> lit on the corner of Flower and Ninth, Flower and Olympic. The meetup corner, I had a meeting, put it this way, I had a meeting and it was raining, so I couldn't uh, walk, but I couldn't get an Uber because there was hundreds of people outside my building and I couldn't walk through the crowd or get stuck in the crowd. So I missed my meeting and it was mm. two blocks away. I couldn't get a car and I couldn't walk. It was the weirdest situation. Like me and Rosie woke up to chanting, chanting and yelling and I look out and there's hell of people with signs. It's like my first couple weeks moving here. Yeah, shit was scary as fuck. I didn't know what was happening. I just heard out my window like no like i just moved here fuck um so the reason we moved here is because of that and we were here every other week doing videos and stuff so for push trees i mean a warehouse this size in merced is times four and a half cheaper so it's not like we had to move here to do push trees but it definitely did help expand everything being able to do more meeting marty sh shit like that so zachary hill from patreon thank you very much Another segment of what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> Perfect. And now, Marty, what the fuck was I talking about before I went into this? Beethoven. Beethoven. And then we went where? 
into how white their family was. And then I said, <laughs> no, and I said, let me tell you a quick little piece. Oh, people are going to get so pissed in the comments on YouTube and go, you never finished it. But fuck. Okay. Don't remember, dude. Oh, it was about the dude from Reservoir Dogs. All right. <sighs> Reservoir Dogs. You watched that shit-ass movie? What's a shit-ass movie? Now we're just going back. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. I completely fucking lost it because I said the Ryan Sickler... Nice guy. But that kind of goes with the idea of what the fuck was I talking about. Okay, yeah, perfect. You're right. You're right. Let's leave it be because now I'm just fucking lost. Damn it. Man. All right. Hey, after we talked about mask, remember we talked about the mask and me inhaling stories and shooting them out in the last podcast? When I was up, when we were uploading the new podcast, the mask was the, the ad on the podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, now free with ads. YouTube play. That's like, crazy. Yo, they're really paying attention. That's tight. Um, so let's get on to some, another topic. Uh, super sad. Beethoven died. Beethoven dad died. That's lame. That's another piece of childhood gone. So here we go. Fuck. On to the next topic. I wrote some shit down today, guys. All right. Here we go. I don't know who this rapper is, but I'm going to talk about it because I saw the video. And it's fucking crazy. There's a rapper named Lil Reese. Please do not show too much when you edit this because I don't want people to get flagged for bullet wounds and shit. There's this rapper named Little Reese. From what I saw, I saw two articles. One, that he it was a drug deal gone wrong. Second, he was trying to rob somebody with a friend, for, trying to rob a truck. or I don't know the facts. It might, he might be completely like in the right, and he just got shot. But I just see a video. You saw the video. Yeah. The guy Little Reese against the wall. This motherfucker has a bullet wound in his face, and he's like seizing. He's, it looks like he's seizing, right? He's like... He sees he the most see jarring body. thing was that he was caught between he the was caught wall, between the wall and, and the pole. pole. Well, the uh, bike rack. So he's stuck, and this fool's dripping, dripping, dripping. He's sideways. It looks like a, a, a war scene. Mm-hmm. It was really mm-hmm. sad, actually. Mm-hmm. And then they turn the camera to the set to the side, and one of his homies is covered in blood, but he's got like a darker blue jumpsuit with the you saw it with the red and the yellow. So. You know, blood is not like bright red in the movies. That shit's dark as fuck sometimes. And he's got his whole cheek ripped open. And you could see where the bullet went in and out. You could see his cheek frayed. You could see his meat like completely calm though. But the thing that makes me think like they're guilty because these the lady on the phone that's recording is like, you motherfucker try to rob me. That's what the fuck you get. Mm-hmm. Talking shit to these men dying with bullet wounds in their face. Obviously, something happened. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, the guy on the ground with the jumpsuit, he wasn't like cussing at the bitch, like, fuck you, bitch. What? Because mm-hmm. if you shoot me in the face and I didn't do shit, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to bite your face off. I'm going to come after you the whole time. But they didn't. So it kind of made it look like, oh, what were you guys doing? You just let this woman talk shit as you're dying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Graphic. Graphic as fuck. I mean, Shit, if they do point five of the shit they talk about in their music, I mean, that yeah. shit is right on par for what should be going on. Mm-hmm. So another another topic of what I wanted to talk about is, well, we talked about it a little bit earlier before the podcast, but now I feel like it's glamorized, getting shot super glamorized. If you don't get shot, you're not true, you're not real in rap right now, which is which might be the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard in my life, all right? <laughs> it's so stupid because... During the pandemic, the one thing I really loved, hold on, shootings were down. Shootings were down. I didn't hear of any rappers getting murked. It was very calm. Well, I mean, at least I didn't. It was it was calm for a while. 
And then did you see the video? The oh, I can't say his name. Fuck. I'm sorry, guys. I don't really listen. Let's F something B F G B F B G duck or some shit. This guy in Chicago got murked in fucking broad daylight. See the video fools. Mur- it was terrible. It was so fucking sad. It was in Chicago too. broad daylight, dude. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand, man. I don't understand the gang culture or not even that. Some of the rap culture, it's like if you rap, you better be ready to fight and fucking shoot. I don't understand. Where's Big Sean? Big Sean ain't getting shot at. Mm-hmm. Big Sean's super nice. Like you can be a successful super mainstream rapper and not have to be hard. Boondocks. Do you ever watch Boondocks? Yeah, lately. Um so Boondocks does it perfect. The Gangsta Delicious is <laughs> episode is the best fucking episode ever and in the beginning the writer of the show puts up a disclaimer please don't run up on me in the club they don't pay me enough to hire a security crew these are jokes this doesn't pertain to anybody in particular please and he got beat up anyway i saw interviews them mm-hmm. that he got beat up in a club because he was making fun of rappers mm-hmm. and security to the max um so yeah little reese guy got shot in the fucking face it was super sad i just want to bring it up because uh it was in the news and i saw it like whoa that shit was graphic but Question, new question, guys. Marty, do you remember rappers getting shot when you were a kid? Not as often, but do you remember those times? Yeah, of course. But okay. there are legendary moments in history. Yes, in it history, because it wasn't... World Star shit. Thank you. It wasn't just World Star shit. New, uh, somebody gets shot in yeah. Chicago or Atlanta. Like, it's sad, man. People it wasn't just shot. normal. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't just like a thing that happens because. Mm-hmm. So, w- do you remember that? Yeah. What do you yeah. remember Yeah, I mean, it was like I was saying earlier, like... That shaped my whole childhood. Tupac getting murdered was I was nine years old, just starting to become a new awareness of music, and Biggie and Puffy, and then Puffy's career took off, and Bad Boy and Rough Riders. Did. And you're from over there, yeah. But man, it was the best time to be like born '86 to hit '96 as a ten year old. If you go back and look at the music and the movies that came out in '96, '97, especially in hip hop, it was just a golden era. So like my the building blocks of my music were just going down there uh, with all those early 90s albums, the Bone Thugs and all, all the the Bad Boy and the, the Def Jam and the Rough Riders and all that early 90s shit. I was obsessed with. But Tupac getting killed, I, like Tupac was my favorite rapper and I never even knew him when he was alive. Oh, and Biggie. Gotcha. It was all post. This, you were a kid. Yeah, I was a little kid. But I mean, it. You guys, I know Marty's not going to say it, but I asked Marty and he started touching on this. And earlier, Marty says, when Tupac died, that's what he did. When Tupac died, that was it. <laughs> His face, he went like this. Because Marty's daddy was a jazz, uh, j- dad was a jazz rock. musician. Rock? Yeah. I thought he was a jazz musician. Marty's dad was a jazz musician. And I'm like, so you didn't listen to anything else? He goes, nope. It's all rap. Maybe a little bit of R&B. I had boys to men for yeah. a while. Mariah Carey. And then that's all he said yeah. earlier. We should have not talked about this before yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I did feel like a disappointment because I didn't know any other music besides just straight hip hop still, basically. Yeah. I know what you mean, but it's okay. Yeah. That's what you like. That's what you like. Um, yeah. I remember when Tupac got killed. But I, I was like, Tupac was my shit, though. Like, up kid. through the Machiavelli album, all that. He was my all-time favorite. Then Jay-Z kind of became my all-time favorite. DMX was up there for a long time. Then like the the wave of 50 came, like we were talking. And yeah. then I idolized 50. But then that's when I was really doing music. And like I was telling you, then I almost signed a deal with 50. And then mm-hmm. it like, he was like, 50 and game to me were like the last kind of legends of that cloth that were really yeah. cut from that, that era that were kind of 
still around in the 2000s. Yeah. Um, but then the biggest one to me getting murdered was fucking Nipsey Hussle. He was my all-time favorite rapper. That, that was so unexpected, though. Yeah. Like, you're on BET Awards and, like, GQ, and you got now you're dead. What the fuck? That shit was shocking. Yeah. In L.A.? Yeah. It was just so random. So just... Unnecessary. Like, it would have almost sat better with people, I feel like, if it was, like, something that just made sense. Like, even some gang shit or some... I don't know, but there's the randomness and just how cold it was. So fucked up, bro. And I just identify, like right now, in this time that we're in right now with this, I resonate with where he was at in that moment. And his like, damn, we're like all, all this, all these years, we're just about to get started. Yeah. And this shit is just, he really had that connection with his fans. This shit is just about to take off. That That's the whole tone of his music in that time. Yeah. That's why that's damn near since he died. That's damn near all, all I really listen to, just because I, I I've, I'm in that vibe right now of like perfect timing and, mm -hmm. and just that entrepreneurial spirit. I'm not trying to hear any of this other bullshit. I want to listen to shit that fires me up and gets me amped up to go crush it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. I just listen to Slipknot a lot. Lately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> just break that. Let's break uh -huh. that. Vibe. But I just been listening to screaming lately. Yeah. I don't know. Why. Death metal dudes ironically don't get shot. I don't even know it's written the name. Fucking Dimebag Daryl got murked on stage though. That was sad as fuck. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, I don't really remember rappers getting shot often when I was a kid. Now it's like Oh, he got shot again? Fuck, dude. Stop. There's too much money out here for you guys to be shooting the shit out of each other. And I thought the pandemic was gonna change everyone's mind, like I said earlier. The second it started opening up a little bit, people getting shot. Mm-hmm. Bro, come on, we all almost fucking could have died last year as a as a world, as Earth, and now you guys are still shooting each other? Fuck off. Keep that shit to yourself. I don't know, man. It's just so disappointing seeing people still get mad at each other like that. So mm -hmm. fucking dumb. But you make yourself a target. I remember feeling like that when I was doing music. Cause like you're white from Buffalo, though. Of course you're a fucking target, and you're rapping like that, yeah. and you're getting successful. You That's, stand out. Yeah, for sure. 100%. It's different because it's like you don't know who knows you. You don't know who might not like you. They might not, They might just be annoyed by you. Yep. You might not even know the fuck they are. They're, they're even aware of you. Not at all. Yeah. But yeah. they got all this shit going on in their head. You know, it's like this. Like you don't know about. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's a. Uh, but when you were involved gangs and street shit and retaliation and back and forth, that just. When you have to look hard. Yeah. And have to come off. No, he snatched my chain. I'll get it back. Like, you don't got insurance on your fucking chain? You know you can get insurance, right, mm. rappers? You can get insurance on your shit like a car. And if it gets stolen, you get your money back. That's just wash your money. Wash your drug money that way. The fuck? Some people don't take advantage of the opportunities presented to them. If you're a rapper and you get your chain snatched, don't go, oh, fuck, everything thing, bitch. Like, no, now you just got $200,000 legal money. Go buy a house. <laughs> fuck out of here, dude. Some, some life insurance. Yeah, who's some fucking life insurance <laughs> so your parents get paid? Fuck. <laughs> Um, so yes, so anyway, we'll get off the murder, murder shit or near death guys. I got a small story. I see you smiling over there. I got a small story. I told Marty a piece of the story before the podcast and then cut it off because I really, really, really wanted to see his face when I told him this fucking story. So as you guys know, I know people, I know drug dealers. I used to be a drug dealer and it's not like. I'll ever tell you who they are or what's going on, but I have friends that still sell drugs, right? 
here's a story, guys, that happened last week. And I'm going to say it because it's fucking amazing. It makes me want to tell story times about other people's shit. That's how intense this shit is. Are you ready? So my friend called, FaceTimes me. As soon as he FaceTimes, he just looks at me like this. And I go, no, what happened? And I could see something's wrong. I'm like, oh, no. And he goes, bro. I go, what? Somebody busts his back window. He was, I believe, downtown in a nice area, in a nice apartment complex uh, right outside of it. He parked right there, like where you pay. Someone busts his back window. He had, and they took a box. They stole a box out of his car. Or no, a bag. Sorry, not a box. They stole a bag out of his car. So they stole a bag out of his car, right? He goes downstairs to get his weed and goes oh my fucking god my window shattered you know that situation the first thing you think of oh my god why did i leave that bag in the car so in the bag there was a couple pounds of weed and a bunch of miscellaneous black market like edible vapes shit like that you know but hundreds of them hundreds of edibles and vapes and if you know you're thinking like that's a lot it's truly not a lot some people order a hundred and you ship it to them but like i said not me i don't fucking sell drugs anymore but Anyway, he goes down there and starts calculating. He's like, fuck, I just lost like $9,000. Fuck! And it's like, it's horrible. It's fucking whack. And he's telling me this, and he goes, but about 30 minutes before, I went downstairs and got the rest. So he had more than 10 pounds in there. And he took the other like eight or nine out and left a couple packs in there. So thank God he, he got most of his weed out, right? Still not fun. He goes downstairs, sees the window, goes, motherfucker, the security cameras, all that shit. So he's like, I'm going to call the cops, my insurance, motherfucker. He's got a nice-ass car. So, I mean, first off, don't leave shit in your car. You should never leave shit in your car. But these fools were just busting windows hoping to find something. Anyway, are you ready for how this turns? He calls the cops and they said, make a fucking report on, on, uh, on the website. They don't even send anybody. He's like, make a report on the website. Damn. So... This is what happens. He goes upstairs. He's all pissed off. He smokes weed. Comes downstairs to start cleaning the glass up. When he goes downstairs, he's walking up to his car. Are you ready for this shit? Are you fucking ready, Marty? This is the part I left out. He goes down. Let me put this joint down. He goes downstairs, all right? He's looking at his car, and two dudes on scooters go by and go, Hey, is that your car? You ready? These two dudes proceed to tell my homie what happened. They live at the building right next door to the parking lot. And you know, it's like an open parking lot where, like I said, where you pay somebody and you just park. But he's right, it's like really nice apartment complexes downtown. And there's a guard there. So how the fuck are they busting windows? A guard just sits there and lets it happen? Bullshit. Fool's in on that. So they go, hey, we live up there. We saw this fool in a fucking car breaking hella windows and just taking shit out the car. We started screaming at him like, yo, knock that shit off. What the fuck? We're going to call the cops. You know, good civilian shit. Like, stop, bro, stop busting windows. What if they don't got no money to pay for that shit? You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't just my homie's car that got broken to. Multiple cars in this parking lot did. So guess what these, are you ready, Marty? You ready? I'm ready. These two dudes that are on scooters are talking to my friend, letting him know what went down right now. So he called the cops. My friend called the cops, right? Went upstairs, like I said, smoked weed, came downstairs to clean the glass. That's when these guys rolled up, happened to roll up, going back to their apartment, which is next door. And they go, oh, that's your car? This is what happened. So they're yelling at the guy, yelling at the guy. These two dudes find it in their hearts to run downstairs, get on two lime scooters, 
or the scooters that are outside that you put to your phone. They get on two fucking scooters and chase the guy. There's three dudes in this car that are bust. One dude's busting a window, throwing shit in a car, and there's two dudes in the car. Like one to keep a lookout, and the one's driving. So these dudes see the guys in the scooter. Hey, what the fuck? Assume that it's their car. So they get in the car and smash. Take off out the parking lot and they move out the way so they'll get hit by a fucking car. Turn around and it's downtown LA. You weren't fucking flying anywhere. You have to stop. There's sometimes it's blocked. So he said, the two dudes are explaining. And my friend's like, they're just telling me this fucking story. These two dudes called the cops while on the scooters, told the cops what's going on, gave the description. The cops rolled up minutes later and pulled these fucking dudes over in the car. Damn. So these guys are on scooters like, yo, that's them. That's them. Heroes, right? You ready? If you haven't caught on yet of what's happening, you're not you're not up to pace because the second my friend said that, I just started smiling. He's like, what's I'm like, what do you mean? Why am I not smiling? You don't get it. I'm like, they just got arrested with all your weed in a in a bag. They are now arrested with a felony in a bag. They don't know what they stole yet. They're just taking shit out of people's car. So when they get arrested and they get pulled out by fucking gunpoint because they're running from the cop. Do you see what I'm saying? Running from the cops, breaking and entering, uh, take, take, not breaking and entering, uh, breaking property, stealing more than a, a felony because they got multiple things from cars. So it must have been over uh, 1500 bucks, which is now a felony or 4500 and they have a bunch of black market weed vapes and fucking edibles and pounds of weed in a bag. What are they going to say? Officer, I swear to God, we stole that bag. <laughs> Bullshit. These guys went joyriding to steal from people and caught a fucking felony. Caught a felony and a distribution charge intent to sell because there's like multiple things bagged up. If karma isn't fucking bomb, that's why I smile and he goes, you're right. Oh, I go, you're you're not happy that they can't spend the money. They're in jail right fucking now. If they have any priors, they just caught another felony. They just ruin their lives by fucking robbing you. Isn't this great? Like, you don't feel a little like, all right, at least they're not spending my money. I, I would feel like that. I'm not done. I'm not done, guys. This happened last week, right? It's happened last week. I've been I've been like thinking about it all week. Like how bomb, how bomb. Finally, some Jack kids get fucked because they don't like I said, they don't know what they stole. They don't know. They think it's like a laptop or some shit. They have no idea. They just stole prison time. Could have been guns. What are the odds? What if it was a body or a head? They'd be fucked. Anyway, how are you gonna deny that when they get pulled out by gunpoint and they go to the police station? So what's in the bag? I don't fucking know. We just stole it. Yeah, right. So who's going to fess up to all? Oh, could you imagine that interrogation room? of? So what are these hundreds and hundreds of fucking edibles and pounds of weed and vaporizers? Like, oh, shit. And could you imagine their face? I swear to God, officer, it's not ours. So like I said, there's more. That's amazing. There's more. My friend calls me last night. He goes, hey, you're never going to believe what happened. I go, what? And he goes, the cops just called me because remember he called the cops and made a report. All he said was somebody busted my windows. He didn't say someone stole a bag of drugs because why would he? He's going to take the loss. It's gone. It's fucking gone. Just take the loss. He just reported it to his insurance, right? They call him and they go, hey, <laughs> these cops are just not doing their job. Are you ready? He told me, he goes, hey, he's on FaceTime telling me this. And he goes, hey, 
in your car, did anything get stolen? No, they just broke my window. Okay, because um, that night when we when we actually arrested them, we found uh, a bag and had multiple pounds of marijuana and, and edibles and and car and cartridges. And my friend goes, "Nope, no, nah, they didn't steal anything." Well, they're claiming that they stole it from your car. They described your car, your exact color, uh, what window they broke, and they're saying the bag, the plastic bag, was or no, the uh, it's like a duffel. Is that the bag was in your car and they stole it and we pulled them over and they hadn't even opened it and my friend goes no i don't have no idea what you're talking about yeah i i didn't have anything they just broke my window so i reported it and they go okay well i mean it's, it is a felony charge so we just wanted to make sure uh, to clear this up before we started ch- uh, pressing charges like <laughs> why even call are you sure yeah. are you sure it wasn't your felony come on <laughs> if it was yours you got to fess up and help these guys out why would they call they should just go this is yours this no you stole and broke people's windows it's over anyway that's the story of my friend that just happened i think it's fucking incredible and you know what's really shitty though is one day they're going to be in prison and they're going to be like yo this sounds just like why you're in here <laughs> it's nobody's fault but theirs fuck that yeah of course if they didn't get robbed they would have sold those packs sold those edibles fuck you you know what you're doing robbing people you deserve it but it's the first time i've ever heard anything work out i mean my friend did lose out Big time. Big time, but you can recover. They can't. Mm. <laughs> Usually people like that get away with that shit, too. Always. Always get away. I've never heard of anybody that I know have gotten their shit taken and got it back. Well, once, but that's gang shit. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> uh, I was telling you earlier about when I got my CD player stolen. They on, oh. on the police report, they put larceny on my name. Uh, just mistakenly. Jesus Christ. So then I had like I had to deal with that a couple of years later. Oh my God. Um no no no, no, no. Well, <laughs> there's a Marty started telling me a story before the podcast. He goes, Stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. No more. You you now have to tell the story in the podcast. And I wrote it in the notes like, no, 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 no. I don't even want to know the end. Cause he started off with So fuck this guy's girlfriend. <laughs> that's how you started it off. So that's why I really want to get into it. But let me uh let me get everybody like a little Ready why? Uh, ready why? Damn, I'm burnt. Let me get everybody ready. The reason I brought he brought this up is because back window stolen. Marty, take it away. Mm. Well, no, we were talking about the CD player being stolen, and I, it made me think about. You started well. One time I fucked this guy's girlfriend. Okay, yeah. You have to is... tell the backstory, the, the art of storytelling, Marty. What happened? So, all right, I, I just moved to Lackawanna. All right, small little town, this little city bit, little neighborhood on the south side of Buffalo. Small ass ghetto little town. I was brand new there when I was like 16. Moved in, started meeting people, playing basketball and shit. The, du- the dude that became my best friend inter- started introducing me to people. He would go on to introduce me. His cousins became my best friends, period, that are still my best friends from there. Oh, nice. And, but he introduced me to this girl who had a, a kid. She was probably 16 or 17. She had like a two-year-old. We started hanging out with her. He's, you know, I'm playing basketball with these kids, learning the different neighborhoods and shit by way of him and shit. But I start kind of borderline dating this girl, come to find out that she's actually dating my friend's friend who he had, he had me like driving this kid home from school. You, you know, knew like, him, but you didn't know that was a girl. I didn't know it was his girl. And so then he starts, you know, we're fucking... He's taking me over into neighborhoods that at that time I, I had no business even being in because I, all I knew, the only person I knew was him. 
you know. Yeah. So we're going over there, hanging out with this girl and shit. She's got a kid, ghetto ass situation. Right. Uh, you live on her own? No. You want to hang out with this girl at her house with her parents there? She got a kid? Damn, they are not parenting. <laughs> they are not fucking on it, man. <laughs> Damn. I would, my daughter had no doors at that point. Yeah. But um, Hold on, anyway. You said it very more. You said it, you said it eloquently. So I start. She started off and go, so one time I fucked this guy's girlfriend. You have to say it like that because it's so much more. All right. I was fu- Not that I even really knew what I was doing and I was fucking this dude's girlfriend. All right. And then the moment he actually, in one of these times, he pulled up out he found Thank the girl's you. car pulled up in front of my mom's house <laughs> with all those boys i'm not even knowing what's going on i'm not even really knowing there she's telling me yeah like oh, he's my ex we're not even together that's nothing like i'm not even really thinking about it little to know he's all fucking riled up now because my boy that introduced us is firing him is getting him all riled are up you the only white it. guy he's no this kid is is like white and puerto rican probably so the Puerto the Puerto Rican kid Me and is him are dating. the white dudes in the in the equation. He's dating the girl that you're yeah. you have in your mom's house at the point at the time. She's a black chick. You said mm-hmm. black chick, Puerto Rican, yeah. white dude. The, my my boy, intertwining all this is a black dude. Uh, the guy that's the father of the kid. He yeah, that dude is black too. But I'm and talking that's your about, friend. No, no, no. We'll call this dude Don. So Don is my boy that I met when I first moved there. He's introducing me to all these people. Got you. He's been he grew up there. He knows all these people. He's a, he's a scumbag. I don't realize it at the time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So anyway, this dude starts, you know, he, he brings all his boys. They start causing a ruckus in front of my mom's house. My neighbor, who I don't even know, comes out with a gun and like tells these kids to get the fuck out. So they were trying to beat your ass because his girlfriend was in your house. Yeah. And they saw her car outside your house and went, yeah. that motherfucker we were, Marty. We were upstairs in my room, literally, with together. I hear the ruckus going on outside. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, I start gathering up my shit. I'm literally putting my clothes on and shit. And then I look out the window and see that my across-the-street neighbor come out with a gun and these kids fucking Pointing scattered. Pointing at these kids? Yeah, at the, at the ground. But, like, he was, he was like a ball. He looked like he could have been in the military, too, like a white dude. Like, he owned that fucking house. Like, <laughs> yeah. he came out and those, they, they got scared and ran away. But it was super intense tense though after that because i at that point i knew it was real no no it was quick oh it was quick yeah what'd she do sorry what did she do she was just like she was kind of freaking out a little bit did she's like he's gonna shoot us something she she said something about him having a gun okay so that's what i wanted to hear yeah yeah but like that's when i started really feeling like oh okay this is real he's got a whole neighborhood of kids oh so all the kids you didn't know that he brought yeah, yeah, he had a whole. He was from a oh, whole neighborhood because he's in yeah. your little group of homies, though. Yeah, but you didn't know he was. Yeah, I'm was new still. Oh. I'm new. I'm brand new to town here, so oh, I'm not man. really knowing. It's on some some. I don't really know. Shit. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. I'm just you know. So I'm getting. I'm new to this situation. These kids, everybody in this town, fucking grew up in the town together. They all know. You're the new kid. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, anyway, she knew what was going on, but. I knew I, I had people too that was like he was he was thinking, damn, this kid might get this kid might get me shot. Oh he was thinking you. the same thing. Got you. Cause once I realized once I so the next this is how it all came, this whole story came about. That next morning I woke up and my fucking CD player, my CDs, everything smashed out. The windows are out of my car. Uh, I just bought my car, smashed out of my mom's driveway. And I I didn't fucking put two and two together about who did it until my boy years later told me that he overheard homeboy talking about it and punch him in the face over it. <laughs> <laughs> the way Marty put it earlier is like, I got this friend. He's a psychopath. Yeah, and now he he's like a CO, but he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And he overheard this one kid talking shit saying, yeah, one time I busted that guy Marty's shit, bust all his windows. And he goes, oh, that was you, huh? And he fucking socked him <laughs> in the face. 
bar. That's a friend. Yeah. That's a good friend, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that's when you found out years later. Yeah. But that the situation got even more tense because the kid Don, my my dude that was kind of facilitating this whole thing without me really knowing knowing it, he just tried to start get like setting me up to get them. For them to get yeah. to jump you or something. Yeah. Like and I found out about it because once like once that situation happened where he showed up at my mom's house, it might I think it was probably that day. I just I went to his neighborhood. It's called Beth Park in Lackawanna. Went there, saw him, hopped out the car. He walked up to the car. He got in the car. He was fucking furious. He's like, "You fucking her? You fucking?" Her? And I'm, I, I was like, "Nah." You should be like, like, "Dude, she said she didn't have a boyfriend." That's uh, the, when we started getting into that. Eventually, it came to that. At first, I like he was so fucking furious. You he was bigger than you? No, nah, we were the same size. He was as big as me. Okay. But he was fucking furious. I'm trying to, I'm borderline piecing together what the fuck's going on. Damn. At that point, I was kind of knowing what was going on. So we just, we had this real fucking tense thing in the car. And he's like, you know, your boy's trying to set you up, right? You know, he's like trying to, he's, he's like, yeah, have him come down to the, I have him at the basketball court. Your boys come down there. So it's your soon, homie that you met. Yeah. So me and the dude now are kind of like, oh, we're, I'm like, he's telling me this. And all, we kind of like got on that type of shit. Oh shit. So you guys kind of like, kind of reconciled yeah. a little bit a little bit we both kind of got on the same page in that moment you guys are both getting played yeah she's like yo no i'm not banging marty and also like marty that's not my boyfriend yeah jerk it was, it was yeah me and her were kind of light at the, you know she had a kid like i said i'm i was new to this shit i'm like taking you know yeah anyway so probably within the same week you know i stopped messing with this girl immediately as soon as i realized what the type of shit was going on i was playing college basketball I had all kinds of shit going on i'm like get the fuck out of here i do not need I, I was like, I'm not. I swore off Lackawanna girls in that moment, damn near. I only know Lackawanna because fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's just the a office. tiny ass little. Well, oh, because of it. PA, yeah. They mention it often. But anyway, then it, uh, the sad turn to the story is like the, the, the baby's father, he was from uh, that, he had grown up in that town. He was off in the military. And that's your friend. That was my friends. That, like they had grown up with him. The dudes that became my best friends in that town over the years, that's like their home, they know. had grown up with him since kids. And in the same whole week that I'm talking about, he had come back from his duty and he was not happy about how shit was going with her and this dude and shit. And she caught, he caught him and fucking pulled him out of his car, whooped his ass in the, the street. The, the kid that was trying to set you, the child that was trying that to, was the boyfriend. Trying to beat you up. Yeah. Because why? Because he, she was dating somebody? But, because he was the boyfriend. He was, you know, the baby daddy came home and he didn't, he came home from the military. He didn't like how this dude was like treating his baby's oh, mama. Oh, they weren't basically. together no more though. Yeah. Not, not. Oh, so you're just like, oh, you're being a piece of shit. I'm going to whoop your ass. Yeah. And I got you. Oh, you're around my hospital. kid. Yeah. Oh, he put him oh, in the that, hospital? Yeah. So, and it, it was like, that was a real, like, damn, this situation is fucking insane. I hope he doesn't know I was <laughs> I was like, don't tell him I was banging yeah. her, guys, because he's in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, shortly thereafter that, though, he, he returned <coughs> back to do his service out here in California and ended up getting in some incident with the cops, and he ended up getting killed by the cops. While being an active military, yeah. oh fuck no! What? That's Shortly thereafter, that is not common. No. So it was probably less than a year later that that happened, and then all through RIPs everywhere like that, that shook like all my boys that they fucking as a felt fucking that. military guy, yeah. he got murked by the cops. Yeah. Where was he at? Oxnard, California. 
Yeah. That's fucking sad. That, that's all I really know. It was just a crazy ass story how uh, it reminded me of it earlier. Just It's funny how you say that. Like one thing, like, yeah, they stole tangents. the shit out of his car. It's tangents. like, damn. Uh, probably <laughs> when you talk it out loud. But yeah, it was funny because me and the dude that uh, had broke my windows out and shit, we worked together afterwards. And I, I didn't know it. He didn't, I didn't know that. that he's already been punched in the fucking yeah. face. He knew not to. <laughs> yeah. So I like. Don't look at Marty. I was trying to be a G. I'm like, what's up, man? We're in training class together. Yeah, don't shit. even talk about music around Marty. Might bring up some fucking yeah. some artists that I stole. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, that was my prized fucking possession too, and I knew it. I was so cautious. You know, when you had the CD players back in the day. You don't oh, let yeah. people ride in your car. You don't let people know you have it. You take the face plan out. All that shit. Damn. See, no, no. Merced, it was very, very like, it's hot over here. Everyone's outside. It's not like over there where people are like inside at night because it's freezing. It's, it's everyone's outside. It's hard to steal people's shit mm. if there's people watching. Yeah. So it does happen when you park on the street. If you park in a uh, those like parkades, not parkades, but um, apartment complex that just have the top covers, mm-hmm. those are easy to get. Just uh, get shit stolen out of the the only time I've ever been like fully robbed. First time I ever got robbed, I guess, was my mom's car got robbed. Like they went in and stole everything out of my mom's car, but my entire CD collection was in there. I was probably eight, seven. I only had like fifteen CDs, but they took my fucking uh, Strawberry Fields double disc Beatles thing i think it was a strawberry fields i can't remember if it was is that even the double disc can you look that up strawberry fields forever double disc cd the beatles i want to say because i know it's just a song i don't think it's an album why am i mixing it i know i know it's a song but for some reason i'm like in the album in my head Oh, maybe Strawberry Fields was on it, but it was a double disc Beatles CD. Sergeant Peppers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sergeant Peppers. Yep. Sergeant Peppers, Strawberry Fields is on them. All right. I could be wrong, but first software release. Yep. As a double disc. Yeah, it did say that, but it was supposed to be released, but released as a yep. double side, a single Paul McCartney's Penny Lane. My motherfucking brain ain't wrong, <laughs> but they took it, dude. They took it. They took my mom's visor that how the CDs, remember the slips you could put the CDs oh, in the yeah. visor. Fuck yeah. Oh man, they took that. They took, I think it was like a Led Zeppelin one. And they had like five of the CDs my mom had given me. That's how I started my CD collection. They stole, I remember when, my mom said, no, somebody stole everything. And I go, no, and wait, my CDs too. Like I was like a kid, like fuck. And I remember thinking someone's out there with my fucking Beatles CDs right now. Mm-hmm. You pieces of yep. shit. Yep. That's what I kept thinking. Like you better appreciate it. My first CD I ever had, please, please me. We have it on tape. My sixth grade birthday. Let me say grade. My sixth a birthday at a park. That's some like, no, nobody was listening. I, I got it. I'm. Just a hunch. Whoever stole that shit was not listening to the Beatles. Fuck no. <laughs> no they just saw CDs and snatched them, yeah. dude. That was my first album that's on tape. Uh, I mean, it's on video of me getting that. I have like missing fucking fronts and shit. <laughs> that was my first album I ever had in my life. I remember we were going down 7, 6th Street with my grandpa and uh, Twist and Shout came on. And I'm like, this, this is the song from Ferris Bueller, grandpa? He goes, yeah, it's the Beatles. You like it? I go, 
Of course I like it. Ferris Bueller's the shit. Ferris Bueller's what really got me loving the Beatles because I loved that song so much when he sang it in the parade. And I'm like, whoever sings this song is just the coolest motherfucker. And that's why I was like listening to James Brown and little Anthony and shit as a kid because my grandpa and I'd be going to school and everybody's like, put on Tony, Tony, Tony. I go, what the fuck is that? So I didn't listen to mainstream music until I was like 14, maybe 15. And I didn't even really like most of it. Dude, it was a weird childhood growing up. I didn't speak Spanish. I was a fucking fat kid. I'm super nice. I got long hair. I'm really good at basketball and sports. I'm really smart. I'm in the Krub ones class. And I listen to fucking oldies only. So I'm over here getting ostracized at school. I remember people making fun of me all the fucking time. Because me and the teacher would the only people be like, oh, yeah, what's your favorite album? Like all every teacher I had would always be like, you like that? Tom's like, yeah. So what else you like, huh? Oh, you like? Oh, yeah. The wall's really good. Like in sixth grade, like the wall's great actually. And I do like Dark Side. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, this kid is cool. And everybody just, you're a fucking bitch. Like, no, you don't like the game. Like, not till years <laughs> later would I be into that music because I was always on this other shit, dude. Always on the doo-wop fucking double disc albums and the greatest hits. Remember, uh. Now that's what I call music, those things. Of course. But do you remember the 70s, yeah. the 60s? And they'd have an artist come on with some new lady that has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah. I think the 70s was Roger Waters from The Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. And then she'd be like, so in 1975, and you can see him like, how much am I getting fucking paid for do this commercial right now? But it was like four hours long. Do you remember those? Yeah, oh, sure. man. That's how I memorized a lot of. Uh, classic rock songs and names because i have you know what i mean i have to see it and when i saw it, i memorized them so well but yeah i don't know how we got onto that so you're saying you didn't have a lot of like lloyd banks and fuck i've never listened to lloyd banks before. early tupac in your cd binder that was no no my mom did though my uh, mom did she looked she listened to tupac and odb and shit yeah that kind of i didn't know odb was on the radio Mm. I just th- th- knew that, oh, that's the guy from Wu-Tang Clan. My mom really, really loves Method Man and ODB. <laughs> and she and ODB was with Mariah Carey and shit doing this bullshit. All dope. And I'm like, yo, this guy's, this guy's cool. <laughs> but I didn't really listen to much. I remember I called Hot 105. It's Merced's like rap and R&B, cool station. You call it, hey, I want to give like a Friday night shout out to my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry I hit you. <laughs> Shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? The love station, Saturday night, one to four. And uh, I called in and go, can you play Ozzy Osbourne, uh, uh, Crazy Train? And he goes, we don't play that kind of stuff here. I go, oh, okay. And I hung up. I was about like 10 or 11 wow. thinking like, Yo, I don't belong in this town. That's hilarious. I do not belong in this fucking town, dude. <laughs> I didn't know anybody else that liked the stuff I liked, and I don't know, man. That's really funny, though, that your mom was onto the hip-hop, and you're all in, like, class. No, no, she got me into all of that. She mm-hmm. listened to that. I'm saying the only rap I was exposed to mm-hmm. was Tupac, ODB, Ice Cube, NWA, Heavy. Mm-hmm. Is that really it? Man, Fuji's a lot, but that's not even really... Oh, no, that's hip-hop. That's not rap to me. That's fucking sick-ass hip-hop mm-hmm. musical numbers and shit. Yeah. Uh, other than that, no. Yeah. Just to put a point in that, the score is one of the greatest albums of all time. Anybody who hasn't of listened to it. Of all time! Of all time! They that did that shit so in the basement. Good. Really? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That shit's bomb. I love that album. I love that album so much. Give me that little Chinese. Don't give me that little Chinese chicken wing <laughs> with no meat on it. I just remember thinking, well, this is my Chinese thing. And I go, wait, what? What's happening? I remember as a kid, I'm like, 
sounds like a samurai dude because I was a very small kid listening. Like, so it's a Chinese restaurant owner and the rapper guy saying he wants more chicken and he just beat the shit out of him. Why is this in the fucking rap album? I just remember thinking like, what is going on? Because I, I grew up on fucking Bruce Lee. That was my first love of anybody. Like just, that was my shit. That's why I was in karate. I would tell you how I, how I stopped karate. My karate teacher kept hitting on my mom, so my mom never brought me back. Mm. That was it. Fucking jerk. I didn't know, but that yeah, she, she she's loud. That's that's some bullshit. But at the time, I was like, "Oh, you bitch! I just got my orange pill. <laughs> You're kicking me out." I was fucking heated, dude. She never explained things to me. What's the what's Rex Quandel's wife's name? She could have been him. Rex Quandel. Rex Quandel. Why does it sound familiar? Napoleon Dynamite. Thank you. So, bet you're not going home to Tina tonight. What do you say? <sighs> I don't know. That's what I'm picturing as you say this shit. I don't know. But the thing is, my karate teacher did have a mustache like Napoleon Dynamite's uncle. How much do you think I can throw this football over the mountains? Uh-huh. He had a mustache like that and kind of hair like that. Have you seen the movie That's My Boy? Adam Sandler, Andy Sandberg? No. Nah. You know I love Andy, Adam Sandler, right? Yeah. Might be my top five Adam Sandler movies. Oh, you tell me about this. Yeah, I've, I've it is so this fucking funny, bro. It is so. <sighs> oh, Adam Sandler being explicit and R rated and getting high and drinking. Mm. I'm fucking with it. I love it so much. It's so. I just got. I'm watching it tonight. I, anyway, that guy right there in the beginning, the 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 boss, the fat dude. I can't remember if that's his name. Is that name is his, is that Tony Bennett, the singer? Anyway, that's what my karate teacher looked like. <laughs> that's the, all of this was just to show you. That's what my karate teacher looked like. Just like that dude, the fat dude. That's it. He looked just like him, the mustache and the hair. This dude right here. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think it's Tony Bennett, the singer. I can't remember, but I could, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably saying the wrong name. Tony Bennett's old as fuck. I think. Anyway, that movie's so good, Marty. You're missing out on life. If you haven't seen it. I feel like it. I'll watch that with Billy Madison. I'll inter- I'll, I'll put him right next to each oh, other. Oh, damn. Well, that's a bold statement. Oh, it's so fucking funny. It's so fucking fun. It's stupid, too, but it's good, man. Um, why? Why do we get on this topic? I have no idea. I'm so fucking lost. I, we already did. That's what, what the fuck are we talking about? So I'm sorry, guys. Maybe I should drink a little bit of water or something for it. Today, guys, we have a new product for you. And like we say, me and Marty say it all the time. We're not just going to take any sponsorship. If it's fucking stupid and it sucks and it doesn't work, it's not going to be on here. So when this company actually contacted us, me and Marty both looked at each other like, this is fucking perfect. For everyone out there, no, this is not three flowers. It doesn't fucking smell like shit and you're not from 1991. So introducing Blue Man, B-L-U-M-A-A-N. That's Blue Man. This is a company. It's not just pomades for your hair because you guys, I, I read the fucking comments. I get hundreds of comments. Yo, who's your barber? Hey, your hair's on point. I'm like, thanks. First off, thanks, guys. Also, my hair's only nice when we film, guys. Other than that, it looks it looks fucking stupid. As I said, I get a lot of questions on what do you do? How do you do your hair? Guys, honestly, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't I don't know how to do my hair. So I try to do the most simplest form. If you're a regular dude, I know a lot of dudes use the comb and blow dryer. I'm fat. I'm not trying to blow dry my hair after I get out of the shower. I'm just start sweating again. How many of you went, yup? Yup, hell the fools at home said the same shit. So guys, this is Blue Man. This is not just pomade, uh, hair clay. It's not just that. It actually has, vi- I know people, it has vitamins. This has vitamins to help keep your hair healthy. You know, putting hairspray and all that shit dries your fucking hair out. Not just 
girls know this. I know a lot of guys out there know this too. So I see this as an important thing because I'm not going to be young forever. When I'm fucking 50, I'm like, damn, I really should have done my hair more when I was younger. Now it's fallen out. So for the past year or two, I've really been trying to take care of myself, take care of my hair. I'm on camera. I got I have to upkeep this shit. So guys, this is something that's going to be really fucking awesome. This is Blue Man. So the other night I used the deep oil conditioner shit on my scalp. It really worked. If you're like me, guys, I don't know why I use head and shoulders and my hair still gets flaky sometimes. So for all the guys out there, let's sum this up. This actually works. It smells good. It's got dope ass packaging. There's nothing more that we need as guys. So once again, guys, go to blueman.com. Link in the description. Use code YOLO for 10% off. Back to the video. So here we go. I'm going to get into the next thing real quick, real fast, guys. Next week's episode, all right, the episode after this episode, all right, I don't know if anybody's done, I'm, I'm sure people have done this, but this is why I love the podcast. I get to expose you guys to worlds you never saw or heard of. I'm very excited for this next episode. The next episode is going to be a guest, and I love the movie Interview with a Vampire, and I think it's a great title. So this is going to be called Interview with a Drug Dealer, and this is my old connect. <laughs> That's it. When I was very, very young, this is way more than nine years ago, I'm fucking, okay, I bought hundreds of pounds from this man. Over the course of years, I have bought hundreds and hundreds of pounds off this guy. I can't but begin to tell you. Okay. All right. You guys, have, I do a thing. You guys know that story time. If you're a new listener, I do something called story time on the Dope is Yola channel. And we're on episode 55, right? I did something called my dealers. I talked about all my dealers. The reason why I didn't talk about this guy is because he was in prison. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about a man in jail in prison talking about him on story time. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why I never brought it up. He's been out of prison for years now, pretty much since I started story time, but I wasn't going to talk about it. I, I talk about this in my lives. I'm happy. I'm smiling. I'm always, I'm like a goofy motherfucker, but I will still get shot in the chest. People will still shoot me just because of some stupid shit. I let, are you ready? If I'm in a room with you and this is 10 years ago and in 10, and, and I look at you and go, Hey, all these sales in a few years, I'm going to tell the world about it with a smile on my face and I don't sell drugs. So I'm okay, but you do sell drugs. So you're fucked. I can't do that to people. That's why I change names. I change cities. I change. I haven't told like 40 really solid stories because those people are alive, actively doing things or some are in prison. And if I add to those years or I get anything done to, I, I can't, I can't, I would not be able to sleep knowing like my friend was getting out and he's got six more fucking years because of me, because they brought up a link to my YouTube as court evidence do you see what i'm fucking saying that's horrible i would be thank you that's horrible i'd rather just erase the fucking channel and never do this again than get my friends prison time over some shit i said you guys get it all right here we go so guys um i've never talked about this guy and then in my dealer's story time the reason i brought that up is because i can't talk about everything all right but it's been years. I talked to him. I said, yo, he, he watches it and he goes, yeah, that shit's fucking awesome. I go, hey, what's up with like interview with a drug dealer? I'll give you a fucking ski mask and we'll cover your all your tattoos on your arms and we'll give you gloves just so nobody sees your skin color and shit. Like we will mask you up. And I gave he's like, all right, I'll do it only if you give me a list of questions first so I know what I have to say and know I know what I because he will might slip up and start saying some shit to go to prison for you see what I'm saying like he's he's completely legitimate now he's got fucking kids he's got little kids he's got a wife 
he's doing the good shit. He doesn't sell drugs anymore. So I don't want to, hey, I, I mean, you're never going to know, but like, hey, uh, realtor, didn't I see you on a podcast? You were in prison for selling drugs. I don't want to buy a house from you anymore. So I can't like expose his ass and ruin his other whole life. So yeah, guys, he decided, yes, I will do it. So interview with the drug dealer is coming. The very next episode is interview with the drug dealer. I'm so fucking happy. He told me a story once. And as he's telling, I'm going, oh my fucking God. He's like, oh, he was... I was gangbanging when I was a kid. I'm like, sounds like it. I could never do that to somebody. Oh my fucking God. I'm safe here, right? Like, I'm in your house. Uh, the first time I ever saw crazy, crazy, crazy. No, no. First time I ever saw crazy guns was at uh, the Magic Mushroom story. Did I, I think I told you. I think I told that on story time. I'm pretty sure. I think it was Coke story. No, I don't remember. But anyway, my friend's dad, like some fucking crazy dude, had the Tommy guns and sniper rifles and he had a rocket launcher. <laughs> it was pretty fucking scary. He was super rich and I, he had one room that was just guns, bullets, big safes. I held a Tommy gun like in a fucking mafia movie. And as I was holding it, I think I've told the story. I, I had to have. As I was holding it, my shrooms kicked in. <laughs> Last episode title. I haven't told you about this. As I was holding it, I went... <sighs> Oh fuck no! And I went here. No, no, no! I'm done. He goes. You don't want to see the rat? I go. No, 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 no! Uh, my mushrooms. My mushrooms just kicked in, and I walked out the room because I didn't want to have any death in my hands while I was on mushrooms. Like, no, get it away from me. But yeah, I held a Tommy gun for the first time in my life. It was fucking cool. <laughs> um, but this guy, the the I've never. Well, all right, so interview with the drug dealer. I have for everyone at the in the car and shit that can't see. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter, but. This is when I realized I wasn't shit. <laughs> when I walked into this full spot and I saw this man make hundreds of thousands of dollars in the course of 15 minutes, that just blew my fucking mind. Like I wanted to like shed a single tear and just start slow clapping this man. Like I would have never thought you had this. And that's what you just did. Get the fuck out of here. And over the course of years when I was younger up, up north, like seeing somebody make that much money was so motivating when I was doing that. Like, wait, I'm only buying 10 packs every couple days. And I just saw you move 200 pounds in my face <laughs> like a box. Remember we talked about it before a box, 100 pack. Like I've never seen anybody sell that much weed in my entire existence. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Bro. Never seen that in my whole life. And uh, that was constant every day. So I gave him a list of questions. Questions I think like if I was at home watching this and I was a fan of our shit and I was like, hey, drug dealer questions. What do you want to ask my homie, my ex-drug dealer friend? And uh, those are the questions I asked. All right. Nice. Ooh, I gave him a list. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I don't know anything aside. You know nothing you about him. Said, You've yeah. never met him. I've never shown him. I've never shown him on Snapchat. Never shown his face. I never shown his house. Never shown anything. Never once. But Did that's you, how cautious I am around him. You've stayed in contact with him. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. He's not even a drug dealer anymore. It's fucking amazing. Like I said, like I can say it. He's, he fucking sells houses. No one's ever going to know it's him. Yeah, motherfucker sells houses now. He's like a completely reformed prisoner. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was killing. <sighs> it was so bomb. I've never seen it. It wasn't Dan. Stinky ass Dan. If you watch Storytime, it wasn't John. My dealer that went missing, that's not him. It's not Rob, obviously. He lived in the fucking apartment. And it's not Dan, stinky-ass Dan that was blocking punches. I told you that story. Yeah. 
None of these guys. I've never, ever, ever mentioned him. Never, not even breath, like I have breath toward him ever. There's so many people like that. Like I know I've, I have personal friends that just, I'm like, you're killing it. Black market trapping. It's awesome. I fucking love seeing people make half house payments in five seconds. It's mm -hmm. amazing. The amount of money out there is fucking incredible. And it makes me so sad every time because I can't touch it. I can't. I can't, I, I can't be doing this shit and going to chill. Can't do it. So it's just like literally money on the table going. I've had some of these guys go, you don't do nothing at all no more? I go, no. I, bro, no. Not since like almost the end of 2013, motherfucker. I haven't not. No. You're fucking stupid. That's the always, you're fucking stupid. There's so much money on the table. I go, I know I can see it by your new house. Your new mansion tells me that you're doing good. I got, it's crazy, bro. I have so many millionaire friends and they're all just like in their 20s and I love it and they all do it so well and they're all professional and they're so, they're just good, man. They're just so good at it. They do it so, they do it right. There's those few dealers, like drug dealers out there that, know what they're doing and it makes me smile because <laughs> like oh you motherfuckers are killing it god i wish i was selling weed i mean at one point you become greedy though i mean god damn if you're making that much money i mean shit no it's just good business yeah i mean if you can make then right? you end up going to prison well that that's there's, there's a reason that a lot of these people aren't out there buying chains and out there buying this and buying that they're just you know how many guys out there have no watch on with fucking six million dollars stashed at their parents property mm -hmm. a lot yeah. a shitload and you know how many people are in the car going yep look back and there's a hundred pack in the fucking backseat there's at least 10 people right now that just did that please don't leave it in the comments all right <laughs> please don't uh but yeah there's it's every day man I, I i love it i just do the math so you remember last episode i do the math so fast in my head i'm like I mean, 60 bands today goes, bro, every, every other day I'm doing them. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, you're making 200 bands a week, you bastard. It, it, man, it just stacks so fast. I love it. <sighs> That's how I feel like, God, I wish I was a drug dealer. Still channeling some whole different shit this episode. Mm. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, fuck. Start ripping this like Anthony Anderson and fucking uh what was it Harold and Kumar? I just makes me want to burn this motherfucker yeah. down. That's how I feel like. God, I love doing this episode, this podcast shit. But come on, <laughs> Nike, pay us two million dollars, please. Something fuck. But I love it, dude. But I wouldn't risk all that money for one day in prison. Mm. I can't now that if I was single. Oh my god, I would never have stopped. I'd be right now with two phones going, Marty, can we take a break every time I look down? No, I got some fool trying to get a box. <sighs> but if I, oh, I just had a shiver, bro. I would have bought, uh, I would have. Uh, You're not going to fucking make it. I know, stop. <laughs> oh, God, my whole back's twitching thinking about this money stacking. I'm not even drunk. Usually I think like that when I'm drunk. Uh -huh. So what is he like? He's selling boxes. <laughs> like, oh, for real, man. Sick. He wants them all the time. Oh, really? It's legal. He's on legal ground, huh? Is he flipping out the back door? <laughs> Fuck. It's like fucking when dudes like sex outline, like, oh, what are you wearing? Yeah. Like, so how many boxes did you sell? <laughs>
you taxed him? Oh, he's from New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel, dude. I swear to God, every time I talk to these guys, I'm like, I fucking love you guys. You keep me going. You're living vicariously. Yep, I am. I really am. But it's okay. Because I'm just trying to get legal money. A million dollars legal is better than 10 million illegal. All fucking day. Because at least I can go buy property with it and not just rent shit. That's a fair point. I was yeah. wondering that too. Yeah. It's sad, dude. Luckily, I've never had these problems. Oh, it's the best fucking problem I've ever seen. It's crazy, man. There's a lot of money out there. Damn, we just went like 15 minutes talking about drugs and money. I'm sorry. My bad. My back is all shaking, though. Damn. <laughs> just thinking about it. Yeah, I feel it. Like, fuck. Just. <laughs> It's like those. Uh, it's like in Scarface that scene where he's just. I bought a tiger. I go to the bank a lot. I'm married. <laughs> that scene where they're bringing money to the bank. Yeah. That's all it plays in my head. Like fuck, and nobody would ever know. That's the best part. If nobody knows you're doing it, it's the best fucking part, man. I mean, if you're sure. making that much money, how many people are you dealing with? Like, how many clients Four? do you have? You got to remember, there's people on the other side of the country that come over with six hundred thousand and go, "Okay, can I get six hundred pounds? If I get six, if I, you know what I mean? Because a thousand a pound. If they're trying to get outdoors or depths. It's real shit. It's real, and it's it's nothing when you come back and you made one point. You made, you got a thousand. You flipped it for two. I mean, for a night for two for twelve, twelve hundred. Right? What's 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 two hundred dollars times six hundred? Two what twelve? What is that? How much are you making? Like 120 bands? Yeah, I think you make 120 bands off that one quick 600 pounds if somebody wants that. I've seen people buy metric tons. That shit's real out there. Motherfuckers are really pushing. Wait, Mexican fools are... The Mexicans do the out, outdoor. Heavy, heavy, heavy. God, I'm so glad I don't do this shit no more. Even though I just talked about how much I miss <laughs> just, it. <laughs> just thinking about the hassle. like yeah. Just thinking about the hassle. Like, never mind. I just want to. Give me a microphone. <laughs> just give me that microphone, man. I'm all over it. I feel like those rappers. I don't rap no more. That's how I feel. But in the big twist of irony, I feel like you're going to. In the jump, biggest twist of irony, weed's going to be legal across the country. Dobazola is going to be the poster boy for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking waiting for it. Let me be the Mario Lopez of weed, please. Seriously. Let me just say stuff at Mike Tyson's fight. Yeah, guys. Um, I don't remember what we we're talking about. Oh yeah, interview with the drug dealer. God, that was 48 minutes. It's a big intro yeah. for this dude. Hello, yo. I can't wait for this episode. I can't fucking wait. And I even told him, like, yo. Because he he wants to start talking. Like, you know, like, well, we can cut it. We can cut it too. Never mind. We can cut cut shit. I just don't want him to slip up. I gotta still decide what name to call him. Mm-hmm. Me and him were talking about. I'm like, so what's your name? Ricky Bobby. <laughs> hey, so Ricky Bobby. <laughs> the first time you ever sold a hundred pack, how did you feel? Because I remember the first time I sold an ounce, I just like when all the Power Rangers come together and film mega. Like, what was his name? Oh, I'm an asshole for not remembering his name. But anyway, when all the powers come together, that's how I felt when I first sold the zip. Like, yeah, like I just fucking got taller. Like, so hyped. So to sell the first box like he did, oof, I want to hear that. I want to hear that story. Because after a while, it's like, yeah, I sold four of those today. Like, Jesus Christ. Fuck, that's bomb. They were from New York. Oh, my God. 
you made three times as much money as you would have made here. Good shit. Um, let's get off this drug talk. Sorry, YouTube. I'm very, 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 very sorry. It's all fucking fictional. All right, it's all fake. Get ready for next week's fictional Get ready for episode. next fictional episode. <laughs> it's just start off and go, none of this is true. Yeah. <laughs> have you do your face? Yeah. Like a I'm an porky actor. pig. Yeah. Oh, that's all, folks. <laughs> this is all fake. This is fake as fuck. Oh man, that's my fucking al that's my alibi every time. That's fucking fake. And if I'm ever sitting in the fucking interrogation room, like I'm an actor. Like, yeah, they're all made up, man. Yeah. They really they don't fuck with rappers even like to the nothing like they fuck with you on YouTube. If you oh, really think about it. Bro, I think it's because I'm so motherfucking explicit when I talk. What's more explicit than a gangster rap album talking about murder and, and guns and packs yeah, and they're right. allowed to have lean pouring, but I can't do anything. It's okay. I think it's because a lot of people relate to our shit. And if I'm just going to, you know, never mind. I'm just going to leave it there. I ain't trying to even get them. You can leave it at yeah, that. I'll, I'll just, that. I sent you that screenshot the other day. Meanwhile, on YouTube, it was like, Marty sent me a screenshot on YouTube of this fucking boy. It says smoking out of the pookie. At 13. at 13 and it had this fucking little boy hitting chris out of a pookie pipe in a bathroom yet it had eighteen thousand views and it was up for three years yeah for three fucking years it got reported at least once <laughs> what the fuck but i can't fucking i can't roll cross joints <laughs> <laughs> here we go uh. interview with the drug what, what uh what time are we at 117. 117. Perfect timing. Are you guys ready? I like to do this formula with me and Marty where we talk about some stuff, you know, talk about more stuff. Maybe we get to a little story, talk about some bullshit, and then I end it with a story. All right. So this story, <laughs> this story, uh, uh, pop my neck for it. Dorian. You ready? This story I'm about to tell you is one of the, well, I think it might be the only time. Hmm. Yeah, it's the only time I got extorted by the cop. Oh, it has to be the only time I've gotten. I got extorted textbook extorted by the police one time. And let me tell you how it happened. And I think the reason I get out of these situations is because I look like, like Fabian Alomar. Clark Kent. I, I think it is. It's, it's, it's the hi, sir. Oh, ma'am. Hello. Let me hold the door for you. I think that's what it is. It's this radio voice and this smile and this haircut that makes me go. What was it in uh, Don't Be Menace in South Central while you're drinking the juice in the hood? Where the white guy comes in and he's robbing the whole store, but the uh, the store owners are only looking at, yeah. uh, what was his name? Uh, Marlon Wayans. Marlon and, and Sean? Yeah. Yeah, he's only looking at them. You buy, you break, you buy, and the fucking fool is shooting. Oh, he robs, oh, you dropped a dollar. Remember that shit, yeah. the white guy? Thanks. <laughs> that is a... Uh, how I look to people, I think, and I just go, uh -huh. was that a 10 pack on his shoulder? It couldn't have been. And I leave. Um, so here we go. I'm so back to what I said. I'm so glad I don't sell drugs anymore for everybody out there thinking like, Oh, this one wants to quit. No, 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 no. I'm, I wouldn't make any money. Everybody and their mom sells weed now. No weed game is dead. So I'm glad I don't first off, but I'm so glad I don't because I have to look over my shoulder and worry about, Oh, there's a cop behind me. Now there's a cop behind me. I'm like, run my blades. I don't give a fuck. There's no packs in here. It's great. I had two scales in my car the other day because I was doing a video where I'm weighing out weed. And I thought, and the cop was right behind me. I had a joint lit and I thought, 
who fucking cares? There's no weed in here to weigh. <laughs> I ain't selling shit because that was the fear. Like, fuck, there's a scale in here. I always kept the scale in separate parts of my car. I took the batteries out. Just they, they always get you with the scale. That's mm-hmm. the ultimate bad. I never kept bags. I just kept pizza, me, uh, me and Ed's cups. So I put eights in little uh, cheese and pepper cups mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> for the lids. Anyway, here we go, guys. Off topic. Hella bad. My bad. Extorted by the cops. This is the only time it's ever happened, I believe. Let's get going. Oh, yeah. And then I said, this is why I get away with it. And I went into that whole spiel. Here we go. Everybody in the car, get ready for car talking. Get ready for time passing. If you're about 30 minutes away, by the time you know it, you're going to be at your destination. Please don't crash. Please be careful. Make sure you're not speeding. Look down. Maybe even set your fucking cruise control because we're about to be chilling. Here we go. This took place, I believe, 2014, I think. I can't remember. Um... I cannot remember. And this goes back to, you don't sell weed no more. Like, I know, but I just always, I always just, God, there's so many opportunities. I'm like, how much weed do you need? Fuck. Okay, never mind. Um, So here we go. I was, me and Rosie used to be friends with these two people. It was a couple. And they were, when I moved here, they were some of my best friends. They're pieces of shit. They were some of my best friends. They tried to play us once. I still love the people, even though I call them pieces of shit right now. I still love them, but they try to play me very weirdly. So I do not fuck with them in any way, shape, or form. Fuck them. Even though I miss those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that situation. That sucks. Yeah, it fucking sucks. It sucks a lot. Those are the fools that got me to stop eating processed food. And then I eventually like started like looking toward be, uh, veggie, uh, be, being vegetarian and shit because mm-hmm. of them. They're cool as fuck. But the piece of shit. Anyway, here we go. So... They ask us if we can go to Colorado with them because let's just call them Mark and no, let's let's do a better name. I was gonna say Mark and Anthony. I was gonna say Mark Anthony, <laughs> but I forgot. There's a guy and a girl. Okay, let's call them Lisa and John. All right, John and Lisa. Here we go. Here we go. No, Bart and Lisa. So Bart and Lisa. Nice. Here we go. Bart is the husband, obviously, and this is my really good friend. And Lisa is also a really good friend, and Rosie and her good friend. It's just great. They're cool ass motherfuckers, right? They were. Fuck them. They were. Here we go. This is like 2014, I believe, maybe even a little so earlier than that. I can't remember. We are going to go to Colorado because she is getting an award for some cannabis thing. I don't remember what it was. I can't. I can't remember what he what the event was. But um, I got shit faced with the mayor of Denver, which is kind of cool. And um, here we go. <laughs> here it goes. They said, hey, we live in Merced. We're, we, we didn't even leave in our new house, our big dope house yet. We still live in the push trees house. That's how long ago it was. Had it been over seven, eight years ago. And um, here, <laughs> I know I keep going, here we go. But for real, here we go. For everybody in the car, this is where it's going to get started. Let's go. They say, can you come to Colorado with us? We'll make a trip out of it. I go, uh, fuck yeah, let's go. So. He, he, they say, can you drive from Merced to LA? And from LA, we'll start driving to Colorado. And I go, yeah. And they said, we'll pass through Vegas. We'll stop. We'll hang out with some people. We'll smoke weed and we'll go. So I am happy. I have never, ever, ever taken a road trip like that besides to Portland and back with my dad fucking smuggled my ass out of California. <laughs> and uh, so I say, yes. And I go, I should probably like get a 10 pack from somebody. Remember, I didn't even sell weed anymore. I was just like, if I'm going to Colorado around weed people and I say, 
oh, it's California weed. I can make $1,000 a pack. And I thought, $10,000 sounds bomb on a road trip. Cool. Like My rent was $600 at the time. And like I said, I was struggling to make it because I stopped selling weed. So I thought, oh, fuck, even though I stopped, let's get, let's get this going. I'm going to do it. So I hit my friend up for a 10-pack, and I ended up not taking it because I didn't really like the weed. And I thought, you know what? No, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I didn't. I was going to get more than 10-pack. I got the 10. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know I'm backtracking and shit. I didn't get the 10-pack. This is a different time. I didn't get the 10-pack. My homies, I didn't like the weed. That's what it was. I didn't like the weed, and I said, never mind. Because it was way too expensive and I want to go to Colorado with weed that I wasn't confident in going, check that shit out. I need weed that sells itself. That's the shit I needed. And I didn't have it. It was like I had to go, well, you know, I'll drop it a dollar or two. Dollar or two means a, a point or two means a hundred bucks. Sorry. I'll drop it a hundred dollars or two. I didn't want to have to do that route. So I said, never mind. I come to LA, meet our two friends. We get in their car, Rosie and I, and with Bart and Lisa. We get in the car. We drive to, uh, to Las Vegas. Go to Las Vegas. It's probably 2 in the morning. We're in Las Vegas, right? Real cool. Nah, it's probably 12, like midnight. We get hash. We get weed. We get edibles. We're smoking. I don't have the 10-pack on me. And I kept telling them, like, God, I wish I could have got a fucking... I tried to get it in Vegas, too. I tried to find somebody with, a, like, a good enough 10-pack in Vegas just so I, could, I knew I could flip it in, in Colorado. Even though it wasn't so weed no more. It was the, in my blood. Like I knew I could fucking make money when I was gone on vacation. So I said, fucking, I'm going to try it. So we're leaving Vegas. No 10-pack. I didn't get a 10-pack, but I brought two ounces. I brought like seven or eight jars of eighths of weed. You know what I'm saying? Like it was before like all weed was branded. It was just jars of wheat, like, you know what I mean? Like see-through jars with lids, uh, medicine bottles with that fat one, pretty ass purple mug. We all done that shit. I had like six or seven jars. I had my backpack. I had some edibles and pens in there. Nothing like selling. You could tell that was smoking. It was under two zips, put it that way. It was under two ounces total, but I had, I had like one and a half ounces in a bag and the rest of the little jars and eights I had were equal to about two ounces right so about about 56 grams and the reason i'm breaking that math down to you because it makes a lot of difference in about five minutes so we leave las vegas lisa gets in the back with rosie and they are falling asleep bart and i i'm in the passenger seat bart's driving bart looks like a hippie long hair right long hair white dude looks like a hippie so we're driving we make it through. The sun's coming up, man. I just remember this. The sun's coming up. It's bomb. The sun's coming up. We're in Utah, okay? We're in Utah. I've never been to Utah. I've never seen plateaus. It all looks like fucking Roadrunner. And it was cool, man. I've never, and I was smoking a joint. We had the 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 top of the, we rent, they rented a Mercedes SUV. Like not a G-Wagon, but like, you know, the SUVs. He had the sunroof cracks. So there was like cold air coming in. The, the sun was just coming up in the desert. The desert's cold as fuck at night. I don't know if you guys know that. It is death cold. It's not hot at all at night. So this, the air's coming in. Imagine it. The air's coming in. I'm looking around. The sun's coming up. In the distance, there's like plateaus and just crazy red rocks everywhere. I've never seen this in my entire life. Smoking a joint. I look over and I go, hey, slow down. I just tell my friend. I tell Bart, slow down. He goes, we're fine, man. I go, slow down, man. It says 65. You were going 75. I know because he brought like a bunch of edibles to give to somebody over there. He brought like 
30 edibles to give to somebody. Nothing huge, just edible. No packs, no nothing, just edibles. So I was like, slow down. I even said like twice, slow down, dude. He goes, we're fine, we're fine. He's got the joint. He's just like, we're, we're listening to music. And he's doing this shit. He's having a great fun. It was a, it was a good ass mood. Like it was the best 40 minutes, right? The sun's fully up, sun's up over the mountain. In the distance, I see a smoke, right? Have you ever been out in like plateaus and plains? You could see a mountain. That mountain might be 13 fucking miles away. It might be 50 miles away. You cannot tell in the desert like that. So way out in the distance, I see like a mountain. And then I see the, some red rock plateau shit. And then I just see smoke, like black smoke. But I can see it's coming from like a little town. You guys know what I'm saying? Just imagine we're on the freeway. The sun's out way off in the distance. There's just like a little town. What? You can't even see. You can see that there's buildings. You couldn't tell what kind of building it was. That's how far it was in the distance, right? There's black smoke. And I go, oh, that place looks scary. Just randomly, right? I said that to him. I go, that place looks scary. He goes, oh, fuck that. Because it's in the middle of the desert. We're driving. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, who lives out there type of weirdo fucking hills have eyes. That's what we were thinking. Oh, that place looks scary. <laughs> I just, and I bring that up because it makes sense. All right. Sorry. I know I'm uh, all over the place, but I'm just trying to imagine it all. I've already told him to slow down twice. Okay. We're coming around a corner. It says 65 miles an hour. We're coming around a corner like on a drop of part of the mountain. So we're coming down and it's two or three lanes on each side. It's a big like freeway, but it's on the side of like a hill in the desert. And you know what I'm saying? So we come around this corner and the sec, I mean, the second we come around the corner and downhill, the sign drops 15 miles an hour. Some speed trap bullshit. It's at 65, I think. And it dropped to 50 within seconds around a corner. Impossible to know it drops unless you're from there. So of course there's a cop there, right? But this cop is in the fast lane shoulder, turned the opposite way, facing oncoming traffic with his speed R, uh, speed R, his speed radar shit. This fool was speed trapping people at like eight in the morning, seven thirty in the fucking morning. Sun just came up. He's sitting there speed trapping us. We come around the corner. All I see is the sign. I go, oh, dropped. And then I see the cop and go, fuck. Joint's lit. Joint is lit in Utah. Oh my god, this story pisses me the fuck off. Sorry, I just got so irritated right now. Here we go. I go, fuck. And he goes, oh shit. And then nip. He's on the opposite. He's on the wrong side of the road, flipped toward us. It was some bullshit. He was, it was dangerous where he was parked. He speak, he got us. A second we passed him, whoop, lights go on. He flips around. My homie rolls his windows down. And I just tell him, give me the joint, give me the joint, give me the joint. And I start like putting it out in a fucking ashtray. And I put the ashtray like in the center console without, no, no. I put the ashtray like, fuck, where did I put? I, I, no, I think I just left it there. I just put the joint. Oh, I put the joint in the can. That's right. He had a can. I put it out in the ashtray and threw it in the can just so it would go out. And we're sitting there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I put it in the can. And, you know, when you're trying to stall a cop to slow down you don't get over right away you gradually slow down and merge so you can air your car out <laughs> we had the windows our two windows down and the sunroof completely down right when we got lit up because we knew that was it like fuck he's gonna smell it we're in utah you cannot smoke weed in fucking utah that's what i know you can have eight wise you can't fucking smoke weed over there so here, damn my joints out 
So we're getting pulled over, guys. We're getting pulled over, and I tell him, fuck. And right when he gets out the car, I go, fuck, look at his hat. You know a cop's a piece of shit dickhead when they got that big-ass hat. I saw that big-ass CHP hat and go, oh, no. Oh, God, here we go. He started walking over. He's walking over. Remember, the sun is just coming up, and there's cars passing us. Guys, it's fucking freezing outside, but I don't really get cold. But I know it's really cold. So I like when he comes up, I'm, I'm doing this like, hi, officer, like, because the windows are down. So I'm trying to play it to like innocence. Like, oh, this guy's just cold. Talk. Hey, yeah, sorry. We're speeding. Like I, I was trying to play it up. I wasn't cold, but I was just doing this shit like, oh, I don't have a jacket. Sorry. And I was trying to like, I do it all the time. I do it all the time. And I do this a lot when I'm in the car. I do that when me and Rosie are smoking a joint in the car. I'll do that. So when the cop passed, like, oh, they're just tourists. I do it all the fucking time. Oh, shit, man, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, here we go. Cop pulls up, goes to my side. Because obviously we pulled over on, like, a freeway. He's not going to. Cops don't go into the lane. They go on the fucking passenger side always, right? They don't get hit by a car. I'm looking at him, and that time I go, Rosie and Lisa are asleep. And I kind of look back, and they're waking up to a cop. I was just on the side. You know what I'm saying? They're waking up to a fucking cop right there. And he's talking to us. And the one of the first things, he goes, hey, gentlemen, how you doing? You're going a little fast there. And my friend has a mouth. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you know the sign dropped real fast. And and he's like from the East Coast. So he's kind of like, it kind of sounds rude. And I go, yeah, sorry, officer, that it dropped so fast. He goes, you know, it's illegal to smoke marijuana in the state of California. All right. He's like, you know, it's illegal to uh, have marijuana in the state of Utah. This is not California. We have California plates, obviously. So it's, that's what he said. You know, it's illegal to have marijuana in this. So I'm like, fuck. A second he said it, I knew. You know those moments where you're like, there is no getting saved on this one. It's done. We're getting searched. We're going to jail. It's, it's, this is the one. You know, when you're getting pulled over, you go, that was for me. And you know it. And you get that ticket. After you leave, you go, that's the feeling of, I knew it. That's the feeling I had. And we go, oh, yeah, officer, sorry. He goes, so how much weed's in the car? We go, there's no weed in the car. I have, like, maybe a couple jars in my bag. And he goes, don't think I'm stupid, man. Like, I can smell the weed. How much weed's in the car? You know it's illegal. And he said, you know it's illegal in the state of Utah to possess marijuana. It's not California. I'm like, all right, bro. In my head, I'm like, okay, bitch. He already said that shit. Fuck you. And he just says, he says it again. And my friend's just like, Oh, sorry, officer. You know, we we're in Las Vegas and we were smoking marijuana in the car because we didn't want to smoke in our hotel. So, you know, it kind of smells in here. And he goes, no, that's fresh marijuana. So I can smell marijuana. And he was smelling my bag. He can smell my backpack with a zip and the, I, of course, um, my friend also had about two ounces in jars, weed, and then like those medicine bottles, but it was in the center console. I forgot about the weed he had. I just know my weed. I'm like, fuck, here we go. I'm going to go to jail in another state. Like, Fuck, man. So, <laughs> so he goes, you can step out of the car. And I go, okay. And my friend just starts going, officer, please. And by the time Rosie and Lisa are awake in the backseat and he goes, officer, please. And he goes, this is not an option. You need to step out of the car. And I go, sir, it's okay. We'll get out of the car. And my friend just goes, no, don't get out of the car. Like, sir, come on, man. We weren't doing anything wrong. Let us go. And I look at my friend like, get your bitch ass out the fucking car. Don't get my ass whooped. That's all I kept thinking. Like, they're ripping us out the car. 
whether you get out or they rip you out. I looked at the officer like, if you back up, I will gladly get out of the car. Like I was not having him. Like your skin color tells you you could say that or something just because you're a white dude and he's white. He's not going to be like, hey, camaraderie. Fuck this Mexican kid. No, bitch. He's looking at you like, oh, you're questioning me. Like this is not an option. He said it twice. This is not an option. He had that hat, that fucking hat, dude. And he goes, officer, please. Like my wife, she's sick and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why are you bringing that up? Like she has like a disease and shit. I'm like, yo, what the fuck does that have to do with this? And he's just trying to throw everything he can. And he goes, one more time. If I have to ask you again, I'm going to rip you out of the car. And I told my friend Bart, get the fuck out of and i told him like get the fuck out of the car he goes officer officer come on he said it again and i just lo- i looked at him like you're gonna get me fucking and you're oh my god i'm gonna beat your fucking ass like i can't believe you're not cooperating it's eight in the morning almost we're in the desert this guy's got a gun no get the fuck out of the car uh, by that time there was already another two cars like a SUV pulled up and another like squad car, like higher patrolman car. Cause he was like, he was in the higher patrolman car. And uh, so there's three cars and there's a cop in the back of our car now and a cop on the other side of the back. I didn't even see him walk up. I just saw in the rearview mirror as he's like, the next time I'm going to rip you out of the car. And I look back and go, Oh, there's more. Get the fuck out of the car. And uh, he, he doesn't say anything. The cop starts to like, walk around the car my friend opened the door all right officer all right, all right he got out of the car he finally listened when the cop was about to walk around the fucking car and snatch him out i step out the car rosie and lisa get out of the car we are now on the side of the freeway right like it's like we're right by the car and there's rocks and there's still snow on the ground like it's freezing and i'm doing this number <sighs> like trying to cover up to make it look like i'm cold and i'm just like <sighs> and he goes are you gonna need a jack i'm like it's packed up man it's 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 okay. It's okay. Go ahead and search. I was just trying to, I was trying to play to the, uh, maybe they're okay type of thing. Right. Like that's what I, i tried to play the innocence, man. I really did. Like I wasn't cold. Don't give a fuck. I was just trying to make him look. Oh, this guy's cold. Let's hurry up. Maybe they won't search the whole car. For, like he's freezing. I was trying. I don't know, Marty. It was just going. That's all you got. That's all I, yeah, that's all I fucking it's had. It's either that or the emergency bathroom. There's nothing, bro. There's nothing. So he told us, he tells us, stand over there. We stand about 20 yards away from the front of our own rental car. And they start searching it. They start searching it. And he goes, whose backpack? That's all he says. He's in the car. goes, whose backpack? I go, mine. That's all I say. go, mine. All right, cool. Puts it on the hood. Starts just dumping all my weed out on the hood. And I go, oh, my God. The cars are going by slow. It's early in the morning, so there's not a lot. But when cars go by, they're like, damn, these fools are just, there's all the weed. There's like jars all over the fucking front of our own car. So he's putting everything on the hood. He got my pen, like some fucking medible. I'm just, man, I'm going to Colorado. Whether or not I go to jail, I am weedless. <laughs> For the rest of this trip, I am fucking weedless. So... Here it goes, guys. One of the cops starts coming over and taking our names, right? And he goes, oh, Hollywood, huh? Fancy. I'm like, yo, is this is this going to turn into some deliverance hick shit? He spelled weight wrong. He spelled Hollywood wrong. And I think he said license. I think he, I, I, we got our paperwork and I go, this fool can't spell at all. And as the other fatter dude came over and he's taking our name, he goes, what do you guys do, huh? You from Hollywood? It's the nicest car I've ever seen. That's what he said. Nicest car I ever seen. It was like a forty thousand dollar fucking Mercedes SUV, like a regular ass fucking soccer mom SUV. Nicest car I ever seen. 
they just right when he said that I go oh this is not gonna turn out good i can see it i can feel it this is fucking over with so what happens they're searching the car and as he gets to the trunk because he's hyped he's fuck he thinks he got a drug dealer when he opens my backpack and he goes to the trunk and my friend has like seven duffel bags and only one of them has edibles the rest are closed but they're all the same duffel bag he was a drug dealer at the time, so he buy duffel bags in bulk, okay? So it's like the same blue duffel bag with a fucking strap. And as soon as he opens the trunk, he looks at his guy and goes, come over here. Because he thought he just got fucking us transporting, right? He thinks he just got us like, oh shit, here's 50 pounds. Fuck yeah, good morning. He opens it and just closed. Hella push trees closed too. Like just close, close. He's putting it out and he's looking at the guy and he's like, all right, and he starts putting everything on the ground, dumping our whole fucking car. Like you could see, he got aggravated. He's just—he's pissed. He's throwing shit on the ground. He finally goes, "There it is." That's what he says. There it is, and it was the edible bag. That's it. Some fucking edibles. He goes, "Huh? What's in here, huh?" And my friend's like, "Oh yeah, sir. They were in his wife's bag, Lisa's bag. So he was about to charge her." He goes, "So this is your bag?" Yeah, it's my bag. He's like, all right, put your hands behind your back. And he comes over. No, 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 no. She's sick. She can't go to jail. I'm like, this doesn't fucking matter. You broke the law, stupid. How are you going to keep asking? Like, no, she can't go to jail. Like, I was appalled by my homie. Like, shut the fuck up. We're going to jail, all right? And he took the blame for it. He's like, no, 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 it's mine. It's mine. I packed a bag. It's mine. It's my edibles. Nope, mine. It's mine. And he took the blame for her. He goes, put your hands behind your back. And I go, oh, no, they're arresting fucking bar. I'm, and I went like that. Like, <sighs> I looked at Rosie like, fuck, I'm going to fucking jail too. But guess who didn't go to jail? This guy, me, because I was polite. And he goes, hey, you were cooperative and everything. I'm just going to write you up. I go, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's great. He goes, so it was about maybe 100, 120 grams. I go, wait, that I had in my bag? He goes, yeah. How much is that? Like maybe a quarter pound, maybe a half pound. I go, officer, there is an ounce and a half in those bags. He goes, are you sure? I go, sir, I can eyeball that right now and tell you that's, that's probably about 38 grams, sir. And I go, the rest of the bottles maybe makes up 14 grams. We're about hitting two zips right now under my California legal limit. And he goes, it's not California. I, go, I know, sir, but. I'm telling you, that's why I know how much it is because I have a card. This is back when call. This is before Prop Two, uh, Prop D, or whatever it is, and Prop, whatever the fuck Prop dumb shit we're in that fucked the trap shit up. Prop Two Fifteen was a shit. This is still Prop Two Fifteen, and he goes, "Oh, okay, so I'm gonna write you." He wrote me up for sixty-five grams, even though I told him fifty-six. He wrote me up for sixty-five. I think he might have been illiterate or dyslexic because he couldn't spell anything, and he wrote sixty-five instead of fifty-six. So anyway, I got charged for that, right? And um, did not go to jail. Then he said, so we're going to have to come to the station. You can bail him out. And we're like, okay, cool. Fuck yeah. Okay, we're going to go bail him out. He already got Bart's in the fucking, in the car, in the back of the cop car. I'm just like, yo, this is bullshit. 12 hours ago, I was in fucking LA getting high. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like what a, what a change of events, man. Trash. So let me get into the story a little faster. I feel like I'm dragging this bitch out. Sorry. So, um, excuse me, Rosie and Lisa don't have a license <laughs> at all. Rosie used to be a racer, like a little fucking Honda racer when she was young. And she got her license suspended multiple times for racing. So they took it away for years. So she just got it back recently. So at the time, Rosie had no license. And Lisa has an ailment that does not allow her to physically drive a car. So they say, hey, you, Thomas, when's the last time you smoked weed? And I said, 
sir, maybe about one in the morning. And I said it like that without doing the math. And it was already eight. And he goes, okay, good. All right. All right. And gave me a sobriety test right then and there. He goes, all right, follow my finger. I go, okay. All right. I did the finger. He's like, you passed. He's like, stand on one leg. And I want you to squat down. I go, wait, squat down on one leg? Like, sir, I don't even know if I'm strong enough to do that. Like, are you? You fucking gymnast. And he, and he did the uh, one leg, 30 seconds, touched my nose, do this. And he goes, all right, you're good. Here's the keys. He gave me the keys so we can drive the Mercedes rental to pick up Bart out of jail. And he goes, you're going to have to come with, us, come with us to the station. We go, where is he? He goes, maybe about an hour, hour and 45. Mm. What a gap. Hour to hour 45. Bitch, just say an hour and a half. What, like sometimes you get there fast? Fuck you. And I go, wait, it's how far? And I'm already stressing because it's, oh, wait, we're not going to get to Colorado to what? Oh, my God, we wasted a whole fucking day. You know what I'm thinking? Like, let's get past this. Fuck it. He's arrested. We got a ticket. I have a fucking court date because of my fucking weed charge. I'm like, you know, this is some bullshit. And he goes, you see that smoke out there? That's the town. I go, no way. No fucking way. So when I meant it, when I, that's why I brought it up earlier. The town I pointed out with the smoke, that's the town. Um, I think it was called Orange Grove, Orange Vale, Orange Dale. One of those words. Orange Dale, Orange Vale, something Utah. Orange Vale, some bullshit. Anyway, we're driving behind this cop. We're driving behind this cop and he pulls off the freeway to a dirt road and I go, no fucking way. Because Bart has the best convincing skills. So that's why he kept, he would not stop in the car. He was like, come on, officer, come on. Because he's, he's good at that. And he pulled over and I go, did he convince him to let him go? Like I thought like, you know, Bart, you're a fucking grand champion if you just got this officer to fucking let you go because he pulled off the freeway no it was just an hour on a dirt road Marty. Mm. it was a into the cut it was dirt slash asphalt but a lot of dirt mm. we go to and about 45 minutes in i'm like are we getting killed out here you know like is this is this real? Are we really arrested? Because I was nervous. We were going out to the middle of nowhere. Pass up. We passed the town from Footloose. It's just all broken down. There's nothing left. It looks like fucking the bad parts of Detroit you see on 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 TV, like that, but not burned down. Just abandoned. Mm-hmm. There's a gas station. There's one grocery store, which is reasonable for a small town, but it's a grocery store and the restaurant and together. Yeah. That cool shit. Desolate little desert. It was sad. It was sad. It made me well. think like uh remember that movie Two Wan Fu, Thanks for Everything? Where uh Wesley Snipes and Patrick mm-hmm. Swayze played chicks with yeah, John yeah. Guzamo? Yeah. That that was the exact town. <laughs> that's the kind of town where they go. That's the kind of place we ended up. So we go by, we see like the broken sign. Welcome to like, oh no, it's Resident Evil. Fuck. We follow uh right to the road that leads to the police station. We talk to the officer and he's got him and go, Hey, um, how long is it gonna take? He's like, it maybe take about an hour. Go ahead and you know, get some they were so fucking nice once we got to town. Uh the officer in the back. He's like, Oh yeah, just get some food, just hang out. Uh we'll give you a call. We have your number, you can come bail him out, talk to the bail bond. And he was very like cool, very cool. You go to the grocery store. We are stupid. This is before I stopped eating meat and shit. I ate chicken la cordon bleu from a fucking deli counter in the middle of Utah. And it was bomb as fuck. We all three, it was eight or nine in the morning or like 10 in the morning by the time we got there. And Rosie has like a spaghetti. And my friend has chicken la cordon. And I'm, look, I'm eating it and go, wait, why are we eating, risking our lives eating this shit out here? Because it was weird, man. It felt the vibe in that town was off. Anyway, 
three, no, four hours later, they call us. They said an hour, hour and a half, four hours later. So the whole time, we don't know what the charge is. They, t- they tell us his charges and they tell us which bail bonds. This is where it gets some, this is where the extortion comes. Are you fucking ready for this? This is some bullshit. These guys got it made out there. They, they do this to people all the time. See California plate, pull them over something. They got something, right? So call the bail bondsman, Tom, super nice guy, Tom, piece of shit. You sound cool. He starts telling the charges and he tells us, we tell him how much the bail is. And he goes, okay, you have to put up this much money. And we look at each other like, I don't, like I just said, I stopped selling weed. I didn't have that money. I was going to get that 10 pack fronted to me and go sell it and come back and pay my friend. And, um, he goes, the bail's 3,500. What if we like just pay a portion of it? He goes, well, if you pay a portion of it, he's not going to be able to get out until Monday. It was a Friday. And we go, no, we have a convention tomorrow. We, we cannot. He has to come with us. We can't. And he goes, well, you're going to have to come up with that money. And we go, oh, my God. Okay, Tom, we'll call you back. Called another place. Uh, Tom uh, recommended us to another place that might be able to help us. That's what he said. They're all in cahoots. Two bail bondsmen in a town of five people. They're in cahoots, right? With the cops, too, because they're just extorting motherfuckers. So. We call another place. We tell him the situation. He goes, so this is what I can do. If you can get anybody in town to vouch for your character, I'll do it. I'll let him leave and then you can pay us on Monday because we couldn't go to a bank. We couldn't get money out. Or we couldn't get that amount of money out of a fucking ATM in the middle of nowhere. There was no banks. We couldn't leave. Do you see what? You see how this is going, right? And all she ha- And he goes, so if you can get anybody to vouch for your character, and we're like, we're not from here. Oh, that's too bad then. He said it as an asshole. Like, if you know any of the eight people I know, I guess they'll let you go. Oh, that's your mom? Like, no, bitch. You know we're not from here. Fuck you. The way he said it was so condescending. Like, well, I mean, if you just happen to know the mayor, I can do it for you. He was joking basically as a dickhead. And we go, we don't have the money. He goes, what else you got? That's what he said. The bail bondsman. What else you got? That's what he said to us. Like, no, no, no. This is not legal. What else you got? What? Eight, what year is it? Fuck you. And my friend said, I have my engagement ring. We'll bring it down here. I'll see what it looks like. Maybe I'll get it appraised. It might work out. That's what he fucking said to us. Her engage, they got engaged. like, Or they got married. I got my wedding ring. Oh, what's it look like? Oh, okay, what kind of ring is it? Like He was just asking all the questions. Like, hey, I got one. I got one. That's what he was trying to do. Like, just hook us. And we told him, no. like, We're not going to just give you the ring and have to come back and get it like a pawn shop. The guy was just trying to, well, what else you got? I don't know if I'm able to help you out. We called Tom, then he goes, so you have a ring? And go, oh, fuck no. This fucking fool Tom was cool, and now he's a piece of shit. They were trying to get anything we had of value in the car. Anything we had. It was like some bullshit. It was some bullshit. So I end up draining what I had in an account because I, first off, I didn't think I could access the money, and I did. That's the only way we got him out. Took like nine hours. We were there for nine hours total. Got the money out. Got him out. They still took fucking two hours to let him out as we were waiting in the waiting room. Like, he's coming out right now. Two hours later. Oh, it was the worst, dude. And Tom walked us out. And we're just shaking Tom's hand. Like, thank you so much, Tom. And Bart's like, yo, Tom, you're the man. I fucking appreciate you. You're really nice. We get in the car. And Bart just starts going in. Fuck that motherfucker, Tom. That piece of shit set this all up. I could hear him talking. Like, he could hear them talking in cahoots. Like, shake you out a wedding ring. Like, oh, my fucking God. They were getting us something I forgot to mention. As we got off on the dirt road and I realized, oh, we're driving to that town. 
guess who opens the center console and finds all my friends weed mm. the guy couldn't figure out how to open the center console or something wow yeah there was two buttons you had to press them or something i don't know it's like it was it was it was kind of confusing but he left maybe two and a half ounces in the middle center console <laughs> So we weren't weedless on the way to Colorado. I heard right when we got into the fucking hotel that we got there in Colorado, we all just looked at each other like, this is some bullshit. Let's get high. Fuck this. But yeah, dude, we got him out like nine fucking hours later. We left as the sun was going down almost. We get back on the road. I look back like I ain't never come back to this piece of shit fucking town. That chicken was good as fuck, though. And I walk and we drove off. And as we get back on the freeway, wherever we started, I look back. You can see the smoke like. This bad omen over here. Fuck this place. They had they made my friend. They they said he has a flyback for his court dates. Three times they tried to give him a warrant and they tried to give him a year and a half in jail. Oh, I didn't tell you what they charged him with. Oh my god, I'm sorry, guys. Everybody on the on the road. The cop goes, I don't really know how to measure edibles. He goes, it's like 15 pounds. So I'm just gonna say you got 15 pounds of weed. That's what the fuck he said. Even though there could have been two ounces total spread across those ounces in, in those that batch i'm gonna just charge you 15 pounds of weed and we'll deal with this later so he wrote down on his thing distributing on his fucking on his charge that's why it was so expensive for us to get him out sorry dude my fucking brain's everywhere i'm over here just imagining Jesus this whole thing Christ. so we got extorted i had to pay 680 bucks no court date no misdemeanor and it gave me an infraction that cop helped me out because i was being polite that's exactly what happened mm. god damn 680 bucks i had to pay should have slowed down I told him twice, bro. Hey, slow down. Well, we're fine with the joint. And as we're getting pulled over, I looked at him like, you motherfucker. This is it. I'm going to jail now. But uh, that's the story of getting extorted by police. That Damn. 15 pounds didn't hold up. And no, 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 no. He could prove milligrams and shit. Like that. The cop was so fucking oblivious, man. He was truly stupid. Truly a fucking moron. And uh, his hat told me that right off the bat. He was going to be a dick. Guys, I don't know why that took half an hour to tell, but it really, like, I just replay that whole thing in my head right now. I'm just so irritated. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm so irritated. Dude, look at this bullshit. <laughs> that cop was a fucking asshole. Could you imagine being such a piece of shit that, that you, you do that? that? Then again, they probably was the football captain was like, I'm staying hometown to stay there. And now he's a dick. There's 50 people in the town. And he runs the rural area. He's just that guy. It, it's two on food things for everything. Mm. That's exactly how I felt when I walked in there. Like, yo, everyone's looking out the window at us. I know it. I only saw a few streets. It wasn't. It was very small. That, sh that shit is so creepy. Like when you creepy. drive to Vegas, you go through needles. And oh, needles! Yeah, it's all just abandoned fucking trailers and shit off in the distance. All yeah. You ever see that style. that town X X Y Z Z Z C C C X X? That shit's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, sorry guys, I know I got off on a long, long story. And that's how we got extorted by the cops. Yeah, dude. See, this is why story time's great. All those times I was like. And this motherfucker, I cut those out in story time so it's faster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, this is half an hour story for one story. It usually been 14 minutes because I'm over here. And then this one time, and this motherfucker. But yeah, that's what happened, man. Bart and Lisa. Um, I went to jail. That was fucking hilarious. I could not believe it. Officer, please, like, shut the fuck up and get out of the car. I was pissed. He pissed me the fuck off. The fact they didn't find that weed in the console is insane. Stupid.
How amazing did it feel when you realized I was there? I was, it was about 30 minutes after we got onto the dirt road thing. I was just randomly looking around. We're talking. We're like, don't worry. Right when we get there, I'm trying to like hype his wife up. Like, don't worry. When we get there, it's going to be great. He's going to talk their ear off. You know, Bart. He's, we thought he was, because we all went, no way. No way. He convinced him. We convinced him. Because the whole time he's getting arrested. Officer, officer, come on, please. We have a convention tomorrow. We are doing, like, he's, he was trying to do whatever he fucking could to get out of the situation. So about, 30 minutes and I just clicked in, looked in and go, guys, <laughs> we were hyped as fuck. <laughs> oh, it was so good, dude. Um, but yeah, that's the time we got extorted by the cops. What else do you got? Oh, wedding ring, huh? Nicest car I ever seen. So sleazy. Hollywood? Huh. What do you guys do? Like, you fucking asshole. Like it's 1960. Yes. Yes. Oh, huh. I see you got two brown people in your car. That's how I felt. Like, oh no, his hat just got scary. Mm. Okay, good. Two hours. We told ourselves today it'd be an hour and twenty. It's okay. It's that story that really got us. Sorry, guys. I know you guys want them longer, but me and Marty are trying to we tighten. We did them like up. a half hour preparing for the next up, epi- next episode next week too. True, 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 true. Well, we did. It's gonna be a fun episode. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Guys, um, I think that's everything I had on the list. That's it. Yeah, it is. Good shit. Anything to add, Marty? I don't think so. The premiere was uh, one great of our episode yesterday. Felt it went really bomb. Good about that. Bomb. If you guys don't know, um, if you're listening to the car, on YouTube on Monday, just like the podcast uh, on the audio, on Monday on YouTube, the dope is, it's called Dope As Usual Podcast. That's the YouTube channel. We're li- we do live, live stream. So basically, we premiere the video and the video plays the pre-recorded video plays but on the side there's a live chat the only thing that's live is the chat i'm in there marty's in there we're typing talking to fans and shit so we watch these episodes together they premiere you watch it i watch it we're in the same chat talking to each other it's very fucking cool and interactive it's dope as fuck dope as usual podcast that's on youtube um and the fan questions are coming from patreon yes the fan questions we got today are coming from patreon guys um so basically we just pick random, random questions of the week. Every time I say, what the fuck was I talking about? We bring up a question. So maybe if I tighten it up, we won't be doing as many questions, but we'll figure out another way of incorporating fans because we want to get more interaction with you guys. You guys are fucking on it. You're you're super fucking on everything on Twitter, on Instagram. We love DMs. stereo, how that went. Stereo yeah. was awesome. It's just like I said, we told you guys before, the complications going on with that guy passing away. But you guys, the fans being able to put up questions and be there live, mm-hmm. that was cool. That shit was tight. That shit was hella tight. Um, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. I think we end it. Oh, 158. Oh, yeah. Damn. God, I feel like that story took forever. Dude, I'm just sitting here playing it in my head so bad. God, I hated that day. Um, I think that's it, dude. Let's uh let's end it. Yeah? All right. Anything else to say? I don't think so, man. It's gonna be a big week. A lot is in the air, a lot's pending. We're just we got our heads down. We're working hard. We appreciate all the support and all the love. And we're just trying to really push up to that next level these next two weeks or so. And it's right there. It's a cool little time we're in. Good shit. So guys, what are we taking away from this episode? Sometimes you get extorted by the cops. That's my boy is a great fucking movie. Go watch it. Adam Sandler, you gotta watch it, man. It's so good. And uh the movie profile suck dick. What else? I think that's it, man. I think that's it. We oh. talked about Marty banging someone's girlfriend and then almost got beat up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. 
<laughs> he like doesn't want like his kids are in the room. Yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. I don't know. I had to consider it. It was close. On it was close. It was close. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, guys, thank you so much for watching. This is uh, episode sixteen. This is a fun time. This is my favorite time of the week. This shit's tight. Right, right when we're about to start, I get the most hyped. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like in the day, I'm like, I'm not stressing. I'm just like worried about it. like, all right, do I have everything set up? All right, like I know what I want to talk about. Blah, blah, blah. And then I get here and it's fucking fun. So oh, thank yeah. you guys for making it fun. Thanks for making uh, our job cool. <laughs> thank you for the numbers, for liking and the views. Remember, the more views and all that, the more money we can make, the easier it is in our lives for doing this shit out of pocket. Because we owe ourselves a lot of money still <laughs> for putting this together. But it's a good it's a good feeling it's fucking awesome so uh yeah marty i think that's it hell yeah thank you guys thank you you guys thank you so much for watching this has been the dope as usual podcast this is marty drastic graphics i am thomas dope Ziola. thank you guys so much for watching this is about uh i mean this <laughs> this is about uh dope as usual podcast we're here to talk about life problems drugs accomplishments and everything in between i'm so shocked i fucking nailed that right now thank you guys so much for watching until next week interview with the drug dealer thank you guys so much for watching have a dope ass day nice bomb Oh, I got this weird country song stuck in my head. Not a good country song, like a new country song. What about a country song? I got it. That song stuck in my head. Trash song. Perfect. Perfect.